Welcome back to another episode of Suds and Cinema. My name's Kyle. I'm Jacob. And I'm Josh. This is episode 107. And today we are reviewing The Northman. Josh's most anticipated movie. Oh, yeah. By Probably mine also. Oh, yeah. Jacob's too. I mean, Alec Garland is You're up a huge there. Garland. Yeah, <laughs> that's up there. It's hard to distinguish between those two for me. Hard to distinguish or hard to choose? choose. I don't I know. Say, um, <laughs> I like to say big words. Different, but <laughs> I, it was my word of the day. I was really hoping it would work there. <laughs> I Just thought fit it in anywhere. Yeah. I guess that was an egregious use. <laughs> um, so yeah, Northman coming up. Huge review. Huge. Plus Huge. some other stuff we've been watching. And um, well, that's about it. <laughs> Show as usual. We're going to drink something. and We will drink alcohol. And then talk about movies. Is it a beer, though? Question? No. <laughs> Answer. But it <laughs> Answer. is brewed. Answer. But Daily Double. It is. <laughs> yeah. What is... Uh, well, before we get to that, anything new with you guys that you want to touch on? I like touching things. <laughs> Jacob's high as fuck right now. <laughs> I'm kidding. Well, you went to uh, Holmes. I went to Holmes for yesterday. Always mm-hmm. a good one. Always a banger. And it was a banger. We only had that. one from them on the show, right? I think we had at least yeah. one, right? Yeah, yeah he, we did. Kyle brought it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They are good, but They're they great. don't bottle or do anything. So They always have cans. You have to stuff. go there, though. Yeah. yeah, Yeah. they don't distribute. Yeah. Probably never will. Unfortunately. <laughs> no, that's probably for the better. They would get too popular. and They might go around bought out or something. Or something yeah. yeah. Self-distribute. And I went to Lansing Brewing Company today, and it's mid AF. I've been there. It's super mid. <laughs> it's like the most mid <laughs> yeah. brewery ever. Even the way it looks too is just like I like the way it looks. I like. Really? I like. Yeah. yeah, it's fine. I mean, it's not as cool as like. I don't know. What do you want? Like, I don't know. I felt like well it was just. It like, felt more like a. Or like, yeah, you want one? What you want a tree or brewery Vivant, an old church? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I want something cool. You know, <laughs> like or the design was just kind of like so typical uh, yeah i heard it was a little drafty outside there <laughs> yeah <laughs> this is like <laughs> it's like storm clouds overhead and the wind <laughs> is whipping she's like i think there's a draft somewhere <laughs> did they open a door <laughs> like, like i hope you mean yeah, draft by beer outside. draft <laughs> yeah i did recently learn that lansing is one of the most dangerous cities in america did you know that mm-hmm. dangerous how so like by crime oh crime <laughs> yeah hmm it's like one of the highest crime rates for its size in okay, the Okay, per capita, I guess. Yeah. Would be why. Okay. I was I had no idea, but there you go. Kind of makes Lansing. sense. Lansing. It's yeah. a more like yeah, it's just like super blue collar everywhere and you yeah. know blue collar means crime, right? <laughs> well, like I'm saying there's not mean. like any I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You know I, what I'm talking I about. I just had to get you canceled every episode. <laughs> Oh, we've been canceled. I've been canceled forever, dude. Does that yeah. Nothing new here. Put him in the ban. That doesn't factor in East Lansing, right? It's just no, Lansing. probably not. Or is I would guess it just means just Lansing, Lansing. The proper. Probably. Yeah, Lansing, Lansing proper. proper. Yeah, when I, I went back to get, because, well, we walked there and then took limes back because it was kind of like sprinkling. Go into my truck and there's a just a crackhead of, like, <laughs> Chilling outside the dumpster outside of Alyssa's apartment. I was like, to Lansing. Lansing. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently. Yeah. I never go to Lansing, but 
No, it's pretty that's much right down from her that's apartment. Par for the course. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, um, let's get into this. I don't know. Drink. I won't spoil it for the <laughs> folks. Even though Jacob's gonna Are say sure it in you like don't two seconds. Say the name of it. Nah, that's you. This was Jacob's pick. So, so Jacob. you know, I had to get something that had to go with our feature, and it's really easy when yeah. it's <laughs> Northman. There's, there's no stretch here. Yeah. So I got a mead, which second mead we had on the show, first feature, maybe blasphemy, maybe not. I don't know. Hard to distinguish. Is there suds involved, which would mean carbonation? There, I don't Is know. There carbonation? There's hops, though. There's hops. There are hops. So I have, it's from Denmark, from <laughs> Danskmjöd. We have Viking Ernestmjöd. There you go. Ah, there we go. And the Viking part is why it's Viking. And so I had to get something that had to do with Northmen and Vikings and a mead, which I don't know. I, I love meads myself, but oh know. yeah, they're always good. I mean, it's honey. Like uh, it's hard to mess up. But I did pick the one that was the most straight line of the meads. I didn't. And it has Lord Viking. No, a little like extra hits with something except hops i guess but maybe they used hops then too i don't know mm, probably maybe it said this was based on a recipe from 1700 so not quite as old as the northmen but i mean no, when it was it only like thousand years 400 <laughs> yeah, 1400 years after it but you know close enough yeah coming in at 19 percent abv though it's a doozy. Let's see if they have a description. Not there's, there's a one of the, the really the long one on the back, but it you can doesn't. S- you could paraphrase. Doesn't really have anything to do with this drink on the back, though. So you, I got yeah. Do you have it up? Yeah. Okay. To create a nuanced mead, we had added half to Viking Uranus mead. This spice creates a slightly spicy, as they do, mm-hmm. aromatic and sweet and semi-dry. Mead, which is reminiscent of a white port wine, which I don't know what that means. So, port wines are just boozy. On here, it says style is a braggot, which also apparently is a bracket. Braggot is what happens when honey meets beer. Look at that. It's a beer, <laughs> it's a mead. Wait, is mead just is that just Danish for mead? Maybe <laughs> it's like it's just like meadery. Dansk meadery. Mjod is mead. Look at that. <laughs> so, Mjod is mead. All right. Well, there's not much more to say about it, I guess. Except to try it. Ugh, if I can get it open. So, how excited are you about this? The suspense is killing me. Isn't it? Kind of like the suspense for the Northman was killing okay, me. I should go like closer, right? No, that was the original one, Kyle. Oh, sorry. <clears throat> Cut that. Cut it out in post. <laughs> it smells boozy. Pour it's twenty percent, Jacob. There was one that was over twenty percent of theirs. I didn't get that one because it had like fancy shit in it. I wanted something that does was look carbonated, which definitely would, is bubbly, and mm-hmm. it, which would mean suds. I don't know how much. Jacob just drank the whole fucking bottle. Yeah, right. <laughs> Here, take mine while you're pour me up, bartender. Woo! That is a strong smell. Definitely boozy. 
And the honey is very strong as well. Look, you even got more than I did. Might as well just pour Better the whole thing in each one. To the drop. Yeah. <laughs> or else. Look at that color. It's slightly looks colloidal. Like apple, looks like apple juice. <laughs> yeah. Once or twice. Yeah. It is a Jesus boozy honey Christ. smell. <laughs> and we are drinking it like it should be. It sounds like it's skull. It sounds like, like cheers. The pronunciation Skull. of this, the pronunciation sounds like you're slurring anyway. So, Jacob, say it. Viking Ernest Mead. There you no. go. <laughs> what skull? No. Cheers. Oh, cheers, guys. <laughs> oh, that means the episode's over. Skull, guys. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Jesus. It's Christ. delicious, though. There's the flavor. Man, does that hit you in the face? Oh my god! Especially when it's okay. We're so we Ooh, are that burns all the way. We down. are tradition drinking this as as intended, as intended, which is room, room temperature. temperature. And I have heartburn. Oh already. man, that burns the whole way down. Mm-hmm. Vikings, like just like the Vikings. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what? What? This is nothing. <laughs> Easy. We ain't fucking pussies. <laughs> Should add some horns to drink out of. I I used to have one. It is good though. I do get kind of an appleiness though. Mm-hmm. You I get that? that? Yeah. I don't bit. think there's apples in this one, but maybe. I get like a is. definitely an so apple. So what are the ingredients? What are what are we looking at? Just hops and honey. Hops and, and then honey. Yes, <laughs> I don't know. Literally, I don't know. You would have to go to uh, the 1700s recipe for this. Because yeah, it doesn't say. This one, all it literally says is Nordic honey wine with hops added. So okay, but it definitely has a well, strong uh, apple honey wine flavor. that has to have has to be fermented from some kind of fruit, right? Or honey or grapes? It's just fermented honey. Oh, yeah. is that what it is? Yeah. yeah. That's oh, sugar. okay. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Sugar. Yeah. Obviously, there's like a honeyness to it too, but that's honestly is not as strong as the apple flavor I get. Yeah. I would I wouldn't say it. yeah, I don't know. The apple flavor is the apple flavor I feel like is just like a note. Like a yeah, like a, a causation perceived of flavor. the yeah, like a perceived yeah. flavor rather than like it being present. It's just like <laughs> Yeah. It's definitely kind of thick. Like Well it's nineteen percent, Jacob. Yeah, that's probably the alcohol. <laughs> but Look, you can see how long the it stays on the glass. The legs. Yeah, the legs. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I actually like this quite a bit. It's so getting better each drink. The first drink, I was not into it. This is third or fourth. Pretty well, good. Well, the fact that I can't. It is warm, It's, it's a grower, not a shower. Yeah. It is a warm drink. <laughs> the fact that I can't check it in is probably helping it score. You can't check it in? It's oh, not working for me anymore. Oh, it's not still working, working for me. Weird. Is helping it score? <laughs> yeah. Oh, because you're. Yeah, if I wouldn't have a jerk reaction, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For oh, for sure. I I was not into it <laughs> first drink, but it's it's getting better. I mean, if you like meads, this is probably a good mead. I think the mead that we, I think the homemade mead that we had was better though than this. You remember that? Mm-hmm. That was that yeah. was really good. I, that was really good, but that um, was that um, had blood orange 
from Trevor. Like yeah. It was also I like, was gonna say Trevor. So like it has a lot of other Shout flavors versus this is just like more yeah, of the traditional. That's, yeah, that's fair. And it probably wasn't nineteen percent. It's probably like twelve to fourteen. Yeah, this is strong. Yeah. This is well, boozy. If you want to get fucked up? Um, <laughs> this hits you right like in the nose of it. Like just burns. Like the How's alcohol the mouth feel though. It's a little thick, but and Cody, mm-hmm. but viscous. And honestly, I kind of feel it even like it's been a little bit since I've taken a sip, and I can still get like a honeyness on my tongue. Oh yeah, so it lingers. Mm. I would say that. Yeah, I like this quite a bit actually. It's, it's getting better. Yeah, it's pretty good. I would like it slightly colder. It is not <laughs> translucent. You need fruit and ice. It's not yeah. transparent at all, though. What fruit? Would you put in this? Any? Does it say any? apple? No, there's nothing. It's just no. But you would choose apple. Apple, probably. That'd be good. Like green I would apple, citrusy fruits. Yeah, probably. I was gonna say pineapple, maybe. Mm, I want pineapple, like just honey. apple. No berries, nothing berry. That might be pretty good too, though. Berries, <laughs> you, yeah, think so? yeah. Like mm, you like pour this over a bunch of berries and like, ooh, yeah, I could see that. <laughs> Some like rat boysenberry or something. Boysenberry. <laughs> Oh, He's thinking of Cosmic Boys Parade. Yeah. It's got it in the mind. Your Yummy. soul last week, bro. Yummy. Yummy, yum. I liked it. I <laughs> do. Thank you, Vegan Ernest Mjod. That's the name of the drink. Is that the, or is that the brewery? No, it's no Dansk that's a Dansk Mjod. This is Dansk Mjod. Is the, the brewery. brewery. <laughs> okay. That's Vegan Ernest Mjod. <laughs> this is, I'm guessing Which that just translates means to Vikings, Vikings need. need. Yeah. Okay. Just make sure it gets right. I checked it in. Uh, uh, I guess I will. Yeah, I'm definitely checking. It's this on here. I better. I'm just gonna go to my feed. I'm not even gonna try to spell it. Yeah, there it is. Why <laughs> was crazy girl? If it actually will go through the check-in, mine, I did. I, mine it took worked. me like four different tries. So hopefully, I don't have four different check-ins through this. But it doesn't look like I do. Ooh, I just got the Danish delight. You never had a Danish beer? That's five different Danish. Oh. Sweet. Well, I now have the Danish badge. I don't know if I have that. I've only had five. They So. I'm surprised I've had that many, honestly. <coughs> All right, you guys ready? Yes. All right, so that was... Viking Vikings meat. Nailed it. <laughs> um, yeah, good shit. If you want to check this crack spelling, find one of us on Untapped. Are you guys ready to get into our featured review? Speaking of Vikings. Am I? Speaking of Vikings. Man, I can feel <laughs> Jacob's going to be turned by the end of the episode. Oh, I have a lot to say about the The nano reviews might be a little more nano <laughs> than... <laughs> More nano, less review. Yummy. All right. Well, we're talking The Northman. The Northman is written by Sion and Robert Eggers, directed by Robert Eggers. Stars Alexander Skarsgård, Nicole Kidman, Ethan Hawke, Clace Bang, Anya Taylor-Joy, a few others. Plot synopsis reads, from visionary director Robert Eggers. I don't know why they put that in there. Yeah. Uh, from visionary director <laughs> Robert Eggers comes The Northman, an action-filled epic that follows a young Viking prince on his quest to avenge his father's murder. Well, let's take a listen to a clip. 
You behold your brother's gaze in amazement. I knew well you would. Pity you never paid a bastard's eyes heed before. Now, behold how swiftly your brother swings his sword. Strike, brother. Strike. But know that bearing a stolen ring makes no half-breed a king. Soaked in my blood, twill soon be sliding off your arm like a serpent. Your kingdom will not last. Let this misdeed haunt your living nights, till a flaming vengeance gorges on your death. All right, what did you guys think of The Northman? So, obviously, huge expectations go. going into this. Jacob watching Northman. Yeah, and I would say it met them. It, I thought it was an incredible movie. Not Again, this cinematographer, uh, Yaren something. Yaren Blaschke. Yeah, wow. He just kills it in so many different styles, right? Cause I mean, is that him or Eggers? Because it could be I, maybe I need to watch one of the movies he did yeah. before Eggers and see. Oh, did he do anything like? Yeah, he has quite a few. Hmm. But after that, he's only been doing. Eggers. You give the. I would s- describe it as, and I'm, I'm not saying this is an old, like applies to every movie, but the director tells this the DOP what they want, mm-hmm. and they are the ones that that shoot it and plan it out like. They say, okay, then we need to do it this way and whatever. Like they bring their vision to yeah. life. Yeah, they they tell them what picture. So like, if a shot they... looks great, it's you know. Yeah. I mean, the director signs off on it, but you know, it's it's the DOP doing it. So I I would definitely give him credit. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I yeah. think it's like the director does or tells the picture, and then the DOP mm-hmm. paints it. Yeah. Oh. There you go. He actually did a a short by Eggers too. Yeah, yeah. The, the Telltale, Telltale Heart. That's yeah. yeah. That's but like all, all the other minutes. movies he's done have been like super low rating. <laughs> oh wait, there's a couple higher ones, but there's like two two point something. So he didn't do wait he didn't do the previous two. That's what you're saying. Yeah, he did the witch. He's and done the witch and the lighthouse. Oh, okay. Yeah. But you're saying everything else like, outside of Eggers is not as well, highly regarded. Then, then if I went further, there was other good ones oh, too. Okay. Well, yeah, there was like two two. I was points. just wondering what yeah. you were referencing. But like he goes from the lighthouse, which obviously completely different style, completely different look, feel. But it still was so well done, right? And then you have The Witch, which you could more compare, I guess, but not really to this. They're both small scopes comparatively. Yeah. But this to this one is an epic, yeah. right? Yeah, it's supposed to be, yeah. Yeah, and oh, I should probably say, yeah, I love this movie. You did say so, it. Okay, I said it was incredible, I guess, yeah. <laughs> In, I lo- uh, it was incredible, but I actually Yeah, but it. it was terrible. <laughs> no, it was... Lived up to expectations... One out of five. <laughs> Shit movie, though. <laughs> it was gorgeous to look at. So many scenes just stand out with how good they looked. And it's, I just love that I was, the only thing I had that was kind of a reservation that it's like maybe, okay, first non A24, first really big budget, like huge budget, 90 million there is one or something. Big 70. Thing. The one big thing that I think that had to do with A24, which we'll get into, was 
don't know if you guys knew this, but he didn't have Final Cut on the movie. The studio did. On A24? No, this this movie, because this wasn't A24. They didn't give him Final Cut, which, like, why would you... I don't know why you... It's kind of weird. I don't know how, like, yeah, he he makes these two incredible movies, and then you don't (laughs) give him just, like, full creative control. It makes no sense to me. But I will say, okay, whoever was in charge of it did a pretty good job. It wasn't anything... Well, But, yeah, but that's... you're, You're basing that off of what... We of, saw, off of ignorance. Yeah, true. We don't know what we what we could have seen yeah. with his vision. Maybe we'll get that. Someday. Yeah, director's cut someday. Yeah. Could be huge. But I don't know how much better it will be because it's already fantastic. But well, I'll touch on that. Yeah. <laughs> I will say that, yeah, this 100% felt like an Eggers movie, but it also felt, this was for me, this was definitely his most approachable movie. I feel like this is one that the average moviegoer can also get I'll enjoy right away versus The Witch or especially The Lighthouse. You will definitely just have to get it and actually delve into it, watch it more than once to really get the most out of it, which most people wouldn't do. <clears throat> Plus, you know, a lot of people didn't watch The Lighthouse anyway, probably. I'd probably got watch more than The Witch. But I loved seeing something like this in his hands because you could definitely feel his hands all over this movie. It, uh, even though in some parts it kind of felt like an Ari Aster film to me. But yeah. The, also, the score, incredible. I loved it. Oh, yeah. I absolutely loved it. And we talk about sometimes where they don't stand out. Like almost everyone stood out to me. It did very much remind me of is like rep reminiscent of the witcher <laughs> three soundtrack <coughs> it was honestly pretty similar <laughs> which i also love but i wonder if it was influenced by or if they were both just influenced from the time in the area they probably drew influence from time because obviously yeah. they're pulling from like classic yeah like icelandic throat singing there's that yeah in the score and, and just the like, sounds like the strings, yeah, the like used, this. It's yeah. just I don't know what the instrument is, but yeah, they probably use. Yeah, I know. What you're, I, I know love that. I love that. I love the sound of this. I love the sound of The Witcher. I don't know what these this style is or anything, but I could listen to it forever. I love it. But this movie was visceral, dark. You could say it's like simple on the surface of what his motivation, everything you know that drove him to do what he did, but I feel like. Also, there is more that Eggers like. I think there's more. Maybe if I know more about the lore, like I like Viking mythology, like Norse mythology, and I have read. I do have an understanding of it. Like all the names and stuff they threw out weren't that un that unknown to me. Mm-hmm. Odin, Odin Valhalla, yeah. Like I feel like most people under like yeah. know that, mm-hmm. but I still feel like there's more that maybe I can pull. I definitely want to rewatch this, but overall I also heard comparisons to Hamlet. I don't agree with that, but I can also see where they're coming from. Yeah. I was watching something else today that is a remake is a adaptation of Hamlet that was like, Oh, that kind of is similar to Northman. Yeah. I I don't, there's so many stories. I feel like like that's kind of a tough one because yes, I get it. It's like a, a, you know, a prediction and then, 
yeah. leading to that prediction. But I don't feel like the character is the same at all. No. But yeah, it yeah looked incredible, sounded incredible. I didn't really have any problems with acting. I thought it was good. Great. Yeah, like really good. Uh, Skarsgård is jacked. My God. <laughs> His traps are so big, he couldn't even <laughs> keep his head straight up. <laughs> that was, uh, yeah, that was like the one takeaway was so, somebody was talking about like his neck and his traps. And yeah, it's true. Literally, like he was hunched over. I'm like, because he can't go back because his back <laughs> is just so huge. Oh, my God. Yeah. He's a monster. He gained some poundage for sure. He, I heard, I looked into it. He gained like 20 pounds. I was going to say, because he was huge in He's Tarzan. always been in good shape, though. But yeah, yeah Tarzan, he, he was in great shape, but he was definitely slimmer than he, he is. Yeah, he's just a... Bear. Yeah. They said they were going for a bear with like who can move like a wolf. That's what they were. That was named the bear kind of wolf. Well, it's, yeah, I was say that's kind of like literally in the movie. Yeah, so they, they wanted to make him a bear and wolf. big like a bear, but not so tied down they couldn't move swiftly. So mm-hmm. that's what he was going for with the trainer. Anyway, yeah, he was eating like every two to three hours, like thirty seven hundred calories. Which I'm like, I ate that much before. When I was working out too, that's not that different. I feel like he wouldn't mean more because he's like six four or something, isn't he? No, he's that was probably, probably tall. That was he's really yeah. tall. He's got to be. Yeah, he's from that area. They're all tall. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I I just loved the magic and stuff in it. I loved just so much about this. It was exactly what we needed. I need more of this Viking Norse mythologies because mm-hmm. I love that. I eat that shit up. And yeah, he. Oh, it was just exactly what I wanted. Yeah. 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 I mean, this is what we've been wanting. Eggers with the budget. Like, I mean, he, I think the wit, this was com- more than the other two combined. I think the witch's budget was like $4 million. The lighthouse was probably in the t- 15 to 20 range. Defoe made another appearance. So. Defoe did make another <laughs> So did um, the f- dad and mom from The Witch. Yeah, the casting was kind of like misleading, though, because remember when we were hearing casting rumors or not rumors, but casting about this movie? And we're like, oh, my God, all these people are in this movie. They didn't have They're huge really parts, not. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, yeah, they show up. For they like a were second. in it, but <laughs> yeah, they were like for <laughs> one scene. They each Ethan have like Hawk. one scene. Yeah. Ethan Hawke, Willem Dafoe, both uh, Robert Innes, um, Kate. What's her name? This is from memory, by the way. Kate. What's her name? Blanchett. I'm just kidding. Yeah, Kate <laughs> You know, the parents from yeah. The Witch. Um, even yeah. even uh, Bjork, who is in it for like one scene. I do. Oh, I did want to make a one last mention to the writer, the other writer, who yeah, is a sure. poet, like mm-hmm. Icelandic? Yeah. Icelandic poet. Mm-hmm. And all of those scenes when they had like, oh man, there's just so much to talk about really. Yeah, like so... Anyway, this is this movie is what I th- was hoping and thought Green Knight would be. Mm. More of like a quest redemption story and the Green the Green Knight was more like this more on the poem like Yeah, it was folk tale it was side. literally following the poem. Yeah. yeah and then. this this is actually based on a, a 12th century book um called Gesta Danorum. I guess it's a Danish literary thing about medieval Denmark. Just a norm. Look, Danish. Hardly know him. I hardly even Look know at him. that. Even further with the mead right here. Yep. So Denmark. that's what it's based on or referenced from. Um, yeah, but the score was absolutely incredible. And these both their first works, these guys, both of them, which is insane. Um, 
<clears throat> they one of them had was part of the music department, the handmaiden, but didn't. This was his first composing work for both of them. Which wait, is, the handmaiden like yeah, Park uh, Chan, Park Chan of course. Yeah. He was in the music department. I don't know. You never know exactly what they do in that. Yeah, yeah. But he was at least part of that. But other than that, this was his first composer credit. Um, obviously looked great. Definitely, like we said, the witch and the um, lighthouse were very small scopes. You know, you were within a probably 500 yard radius on the witch. I mean, you did go in the woods a little bit, but never too far. And then um, you start off obviously in England a little bit, but and then lighthouse is literally in a lighthouse, so it's super tiny and small. And then this is just his wide scaping, sweeping vistas as Jacob loves. Lots of them. Um, you get you. It is actually filmed in Ireland, which mm-hmm. is. I thought it would. I don't know why. Wait, even all of it? All of it was oh, filmed in Northern wow. Ireland. Because I thought yeah. it had like the Black Beach and stuff. Nope, like, all filmed in Northern yeah. Ireland. Yep. It did look like Iceland. I oh. did too, but I'm assuming because like this was Lamb filmed, was Iceland, right? This was filmed during Lamb was yeah. Iceland. And it looked like that to me. Also, Sion was a writer for The Lamb. Had a writing lamb. credit for Lamb. Not The Lamb, yeah, Lamb. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was filmed in Northern Ireland. I'm assuming it has to do with COVID because. I don't, I, don't, I doubt Iceland was letting anyone in, in or out during the time because this mm. was filmed in October of 2020. Yeah, because this so was come out. It last was announced year. in October of 2019, so we this is like anticipated for almost three years for us. Like oh yeah, two and a half years as soon as it was announced. Um, and Eggers is three for three as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, the way that he is able to completely entrap you in in the time from the jump. Yeah, like. Period Every one of his movies, talk like yeah. he is the period king. Like, yeah, he just took completely from language to look to music to, I mean, so many parts of this movie we had we had no idea what because it was so based on Viking traditions and everything that I just couldn't even comprehend. I knew what was going on, but like if you were able to know all these nuances of why they did what. You know, this is going to require a rewatch for sure and a oh, deep dive into an explanation. I can't wait type. to rewatch it. Um, and I told Chris when I got out, I was like, I could probably go see that again, like in a couple That's hours. Because <laughs> like I didn't watch it with Mingju. I was oh, like, really? I mean, if you want to go see it, we could. <laughs> I do think it could have been trimmed down a little bit. I think it was a little long at times or overall. I mean, interesting. <laughs> I think it could it could have been what we saw on screen. It could have been trimmed a little bit yeah if you i liked it if you now i could have seen it be three yeah. hours and add I would a whole other realm with yeah. longer <laughs> but what i what we saw on screen yeah. felt a little long at times I, um, but not yeah. long not like by any means like i felt fatigued at all no it just i could it could have when trimmed i checked a the time i'm like damn there's gotta only be like 30 minutes left on this yeah love the title card scenes the night blade feeds loved that <laughs> holy shit jake my review yeah i saw uh, the, uh, the night blade the cometh. night blade cometh <laughs> And then I liked how he fought like the boss battle. <laughs> yeah, and then it restarted. Yeah. Oh man, yeah, it was love great. that. Well, you that, like the that moonlight. Was, yeah, yeah. We'll yeah. Get into that. <laughs> I told you, there's like, there's definitely some things I can get. Like, there's extra things. Oh, and obviously, subtitles will help. Not that it was hard to understand, but it'll definitely. Yeah, help. it wasn't no. too bad actually. <laughs> there was some parts where I was like. Mm, that was kind of yeah it wasn't too bad i mean as with the all fucking, of his movies the, no yeah. literally all of the his witch movies was way worse though i think they all require subtitles i was fine with the lighthouse but i don't know lighthouse even i needed sub. it just enhances it not, not that you necessarily the need, witch though need i them need to, them yeah 
Yeah. Yeah, I would say the witch is the worst, but I think they all require them. Yeah. To get the most out of them, they require them. That's exactly. what I should say. Yeah. yeah. Not like I agree. Yeah. Not, it does not take any way exactly. anything away but from it. But you want the most out of it. Yeah, I agree. Everything that you I mean, I think every movie I want subtitles. <laughs> I do I agree too. I never not have subtitles. Yeah. I just I just think yeah, that same. the way that he writes is so dialect heavy yeah. that he dives into the the region and what they say and stuff that you know didn't take away from it, but it could have added to it, which what is it? surprising. I do have one. What do you think of Anya on Anya Taylor Joy? Mm-hmm. Her accent. It was different, but it was she was a different region though. Was that like I just want to know how accurate it was. She but was from a different yeah, region. It didn't, it didn't <laughs> kind of felt like me, a cross between her yeah. um she, cuz she's done Russian before. It kind of felt like a cross between that and, and like Dracula. Icelandic or something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> dra- yeah, Transylvanian. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know cuz she no, kept it didn't, commenting. No, it didn't it didn't like sense take that she would go to Ovania. Yeah. Like Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't take me out of it. But no, I wasn't taken no, out of it. Not at all. But I was just wondering how accurate. I'm I want to know people who where she was supposed to be from, which I don't know if it ever says. No, she was from the South because she kept saying. Yeah, he's from the. That's North. the things that you'd pick up on a rewatch yeah. and with subtitles, like, dot, like names and places are like huge because the pronunciation is so weird. Like yeah. it never was lost in the plot. It was just I mean, like, it's like names, names and places. Really. <laughs> yeah. Yep. But um, yeah, I mean, it, it had every expectation that I could have imagined, and I mean, Eggers is is that guy, and I think that you can group him and Ari kind of together. Honestly, like they kind of have, they came in the scene around the same time, kind of have very. Did you get like Midsummer vibes at all from like the sound or anything? I don't know. I don't know about the sound. Yeah, I don't know about the sound. Something about it gave me a little bit of Midsummer vibes. Maybe it was just like the whole cultish parts. But I don't know, but I loved how he like combined like fire and ice throughout mm-hmm. the whole thing. Like the night scenes were always silver, and then like the only light that you would see either, either was either from daylight, the moon, or fire. That was the only lightings that you saw, and it was kind of like felt like fire and ice. At well, it was very I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, compared to like the witch, which was super low budget, so they kind of just felt shot it like as is. Like it was dark, mm-hmm. and like there wasn't a lot of change of. Um, like color temperature or anything and then the lighthouse is obviously black and white and this movie felt like very stylistically heavy yeah on the visuals i did love like I, going off what you were saying in the i don't know what you want to call it when they the king first came back it's like right early on and he came back and literally it just feels like it's lit by torchlight like it's so dark mm-hmm. versus like you think of things like game of thrones and stuff where they would be so lit up with the flames and stuff, but this one's like so dark and it's only the flame lighting. It just looks so realistic yeah, and you natural. You can just see shine of their eyes and like yeah. the outline of stuff, and you can't really, you know, they're there, but it's not like over pronounced. <laughs> and yeah, he do definitely use a lot of natural light um, in this, and he, I think he does that pretty much. I mean, Lighthouse was all natural light <laughs> pretty yeah. much. Um, so yeah, I loved it. I mean, I just think Eggers is just genius that we're just we're just lucky to be from the jump started, yeah. i mean f- i've seen every one of his movies in theaters without knowing like seen the witch the, the witch yeah, i loved I it the from the when i saw it in theaters didn't quite know that we'd get from the witch to where we are now with the northman and it's it's just cool to kind of see his evolution but still keep his his style and his very um um like um intentional direction he yeah. everything is so tight 
and everything <clears throat> is so con- like conducive and works on every level. Yeah, he started out with his feeling right away. Yeah, like from the jump, you knew, like it felt like uh, Eggers movie, but with a bigger scope and and like I do think that the approachability is a lot higher in this one for sure. There was a lot of people. which is. That probably has to do with the studio a little bit. Which like when I went yesterday, there was it was one of the most full I've been at a theater. Oh, there was like three. So they're definitely. Oh well, when did you go? I went Ten a.m. yesterday. Oh, well, that's why. Yeah, <laughs> I went at. Yeah. <laughs> I paid six bucks to watch it. I went yeah. at seven well, p.m. Yeah, no, yeah, it's not a yeah. fault too. It's just saying that that time. Oh, I know. On I, know. A I always go early. Friday like, night was probably packed. Yeah, I went like seven p.m. and it was like. I mean, at least half full. Well, this is, is something I'm glad that we're talking about this now because before I get into general thoughts and like how I felt about the movie, it's something that this movie specifically, like a totally, I mean, not totally original, but something that is not um, an existing IP being made from a reputable filmmaker. Like we, I just don't feel like we have enough of these in the world. Like everything is a remake, a reboot, existing IP comic book franchise like same director and my i went at set i went to the first showing that was available on thursday and my theater was pretty full like people want this these movies especially people who go to movies i know it's just yeah like people that go to movies it's just frustrating that like we're not getting more of these when obviously i I guarantee this makes money i guarantee do we know any numbers i think it has a bigger second week i think this is going to be a movie that's going to have word of mouth more legs the second time around yeah yeah, maybe not. Yeah, I doubt it'll reach probably like opening weekend, but I, it'll probably be around. It'll last for a while. Like it'll have those legs because of critical word of mouth. And people are going to say, oh, my God, you have to go see this this Viking epic that's bloody. And, and people love Vikings. Yeah. And it's brutal. It's violent. You know, people love that. Anyway, it just gets <laughs> bless you. Uh, it just gets back to the whole thing of like, you know, um, creative bankrupt creativity. Like in just arts and everything that we're like this time that we're in, like, I don't know, uh, you know, you can make the argument both ways. Like people will say like, oh, everything is like so creatively bankrupt. And they say, well, look at all these cool things that, you know, is out there. And there's two sides to the argument, but I'm talking about movies specifically. Like I feel like studios who are run by old white men will not, you know, give these opportunities. And, you know, I'm glad studios like A24 and stuff are, putting their money into movies that are about fucking anthropomorphic shells that wear shoes you know yeah that's (laughs) interesting and i want to see that like thank god those studios are around and people obviously love them like the the clout that has grown around a24 is just insane like the fan base that it has is crazy and neon is kind of growing a reputation like that there's you know uh, i think bleaker street is probably like the one below neon but you know i i want more of these and i think people are eager to see interesting films like this like i think magnet's another pretty decent one yeah magnet yeah could agree with that but anyway and just it, thank god we have this movie but like please hollywood make more of this like this is what people we want see. to see it <laughs> yeah people, and people want if you just want to see it fucking go out and see it i mean <laughs> you know? and i think don't wait for streaming pandemic might even helped because there were so many movies. People were like, oh, I'm not doing anything with seeing here anyway. And they're just like trying to experiment into those more, you know, the kind of movies we art house movies or, you know, stuff that they wouldn't normally watch. And now they're more 
may be open to this kind of stuff. When the theaters are open again, people want to go to the theater again, get back mm-hmm. out, get that normal, and then here we go. Maybe they've seen Lighthouse, maybe or at least heard of it, and they're interested in Eggers. you know, pops up. Netflix was on, or which was on Netflix for a while. I believe it's on, oh no, it's not streaming right now, but... Um, yeah, the witch. I mean, and I think that th- I think it's right now they're projecting it at about twenty four million for the opening weekend, which is pretty mm-hmm. low. But like I said, this isn't a straight to streaming IP, so it it's is going to have go a second leg. Well, you know what? Next weekend it actually might be make more because there is literally nothing coming out next weekend. Yeah, and this one you had like the bad guys, which was DreamWorks, I think. Yeah, and we had was uh, this Sonic and it was, Unbearable. It was and also Sonic fighting was with Sonic yeah, Unbearable too, Weight, yeah. which kind of split. I feel like would split the cinephile audience. Like if they had to see one, it, they could go either way on that movie or which movie they see. So, yeah, I think it'll even have <clears throat> same, if not better numbers next week. Yeah, definitely. Um, okay. As far as how I feel about the Northman, I also liked it a lot. I don't know if I loved it and I can confidently say it's my least favorite of his films. Um, and we'll get into details and stuff like that. I do think it is like visually striking in every way. There is one scene in particular that's fucking incredible. And I'm sure you guys are. Yeah, you already know. Oh, <laughs> I was yeah. going to say the gates. Yeah. <laughs> that's the what? amazing. The gates. the gates of hell. Oh, yeah. Incredible. Um, yeah, just his like mix of fantasy and reality is so especially good in this. Mo- I mean, it's good in all the movies because it never. I feel like definitively tells you what is, um, you know, what the true version is, even though in this movie it's more, I think it's a little bit more heavy handed with that because like he literally can't draw the sword unless it's night or Mm -hmm. at the gates of hell. There's obviously some fantasy to that, but like the one scene that you're talking about with the, you know, the boss battle to get the weapon and then it resets, it almost plays as like he imagined that. Yeah. Yeah. Spoilers. (laughs) Light spoilers. Um, No, not really spoilers, but yeah, it's like, you know, so it's like that's kind of and then even the scene with the I'll just say the Valkyrie without getting into detail mm. that scene even like afterwards kind of plays as like, OK, did that really happen or right. was it something else that's, you know, saved him? So that's he was lit, too. Yeah. A lot, you know, just I love his ambiguity in that sense of those things like it. It makes it so it's not like a strict fantasy where like you're suspending your disbelief so much like you can actually go along with the fact that you know, this was, these were real events or, you know, this actually happened and still be along for the ride. Yeah. A lot, I, w- I kind of want to piggyback on the ambiguity while we're on it is mm-hmm. I think that the characters in the overall sense of the whole movie is kind of ambiguous. Like was who's actually in the right. Who's I in the think, wrong. Oh, well, I yeah, think that's, neither. Yeah. It and are. I think that that kind of cool is pretty cool. Cause like, so that's the twist that Jacob was talking about where he said, I think there's more to it. I, I think this is like, metaphorically this is definitely his most straightforward film like i don't think you're gonna get as much out of it as the lighthouse like you know you're not gonna be able to dig deep into like i would say the witch was pretty like that though well the witch is pretty straightforward i mean i just rewatched it and i there's not more that i was like you know like you can't pull necessarily more out of it like you can 
study it more and understand what you're seeing a little bit more. But the lighthouse was just all metaphors, you know. Yeah. There's some unexplained stuff in the witch, though, that like I think it takes like an explanation or or an understanding of the material to get more out of it. Whereas this is like you could get more on a second watch, but I feel like everything is in the movie. Whereas mm. the witch and the lighthouse, I think there's more in the text and the lore to get from it. If that makes sense, yeah, and and there might be for this too. Like, you know, I don't know a shitload about Viking mythology, and I guess there could be more from that. But just from what I saw, there's like there is a not going to say a twist, but like a a moment where you question a lot of of motivations for characters, and that's super interesting. And that's where I feel like I think the movie could have been longer. You said I think what we saw. I'm agreeing with you and disagreeing with you at the same time. What we saw um, did feel kind of long, especially because of how long they spend. I didn't know this was going to be set in the majority of one place. Yeah, I didn't like. Yeah, that. I I thought it was going to be more sprawling. Yeah, I did too. Than that. So that was kind of. I I don't know if it was frustrating because of my expectations or because of just like how it played out. Mm -hmm. And that's where I think managing expectations on a rewatch, things could change. So we'll see. But I think it could have been longer in the fact that we don't spend a lot of time with those beginning characters in that time. And I feel like those could have been developed a little bit more. So that way we're more on board for the things that happen later. Yeah. Like, like like what we saw felt long, but I de- I could see it being a three hour. Like I wouldn't have minded. I would. I would no, have that could have been. A, that could have been a studio thing. That's like yeah. I said. I'm like again. Yeah, he did that final short. cut. Exactly. We talked like, about director's cut. A director's yeah. cut could be three hours. That's long. what I was yeah. saying because I looked. I'm like, damn. There's not a lot of time left for how much I feel like should be. Left. But nothing ru- felt rushed. So. No, I didn't. It did not all feel rushed. No, but I just feel like I would have been happy with even more. Oh yeah, yeah. So all in all. I liked it a lot. Visually striking. It looks great. Uh, score. I feel like it's kind of sparse in the score, but the moments where it kicks in, like you really feel it and it's great. Um, the acting was great. The writing. The I writing loved. was interesting. There's, I loved the writing. There's a couple. Yeah, there's a couple moments where it's I wouldn't I don't know if it's the well, the one I guess is the dialogue. But anyway, we'll, we'll get to that in. Um, later but yeah the writing was great I mean everything about it like Eggers just technically is is on another level um, again managing expectations I could feel differently about it so definitely want to rewatch and I think it I think I want to watch it with subtitles so I don't know if I can go to the theater and find like the hard for hearing option or if I have to wait till it comes to uh, digital but Movies nowadays go it's to digital supposed to in like be a coming month. So. Within forty-five days, and it's going to be on Paramount. Oh fuck! Well, I got to watch Halo anyway, so perfect. Yeah, yeah, I have Paramount. Yeah, I have <laughs> Paramount. Yeah, perfect. Uh, yeah, I mean, if that's true, shit, then I yeah, looked it's up. So today. it's so short. Like by the time, like we're going to be so busy next weekend, and then we're just movie after movie after movie. By the time I actually made it to the theater to see this again, it's probably already going to be on VOD. So yeah, or streaming, whatever. Um, okay, if there, sorry if there was any light spoilers. I don't think anything was too spoiler heavy. I mean, we'll get into definite spoilers, but spoilers from here on out for the Northmen. If you're if any interest in this movie at all, please go see it. 
we got to support these guys. Support these yeah, filmmakers. Please give Eggers all original the money. IPs. Please. Yeah. Yeah. If you want his next movie to be even better, let's let's get it funded here. All right. So spoilers for The Northman. What do we? What do you want to start with? <laughs> well, I don't. This is a spoiler, I guess, but it's not important. The fight scenes and especially when they take the fort. In that beginning, yeah, I know you're oh. gonna, yeah, that was one thing. The one definitely incredible, that was one long take. tracking shot. I, well, I yeah, know it was one take, <laughs> I know it was one take, yeah, and that it shot's was amazing. Amazing, like, this is what I want with action, like, all of it, honestly, all of the action. This is what I want. Good choreography, don't you don't need crazy cuts, you don't need like crazy camera shake to create intensity. Those were all in super intense fights, and like, the just have them practice choreography to make it look good and then do it like that. And it's not, you're not hiding anything. You're not making it look stupid. Mm -hmm. You're like, you're just showing it and it was brutal and so beautifully done. Yeah. To touch on the action. Also, one thing that I loved is that they didn't make him out to be like invincible. Yeah. Cause like there's scenes where he gets he gets taken by like even just like the, A the guards guys, yeah. the guards of the fort like because there's two or three of them he gets overpowered like that's so fucking realistic or that other big guy or the big like guy he can yeah like fight the game, him, but he is getting the his game ass that, he, too. that he yeah the game that they play like he gets his ass kicked it's he like, just well, had yeah. to catch him off guard really to exactly. take him down yeah I mean there's plenty of moments like that where like an experienced fighter he almost he almost gets bested by a more experienced fighter and you know, he, they don't play him out to be like this super invincible yeah. Yeah, guy with, mm-hmm. he's just fucking big and strong. He just has will. He's driven by revenge. Yeah. He's it, big really. and strong trained, oh, yeah, but vengeance. he's not a superhuman. Yeah. Speaking of like, so much vengeance is the key word of vengeance. 2022. Yeah. Cause he's, I am bear wolf. I am your vengeance. I saw, uh, it was like somebody's, Reviewer or something. They said, guys will literally, what, what was it? What's his three things? It's, I'll save my mother, oh, avenge my father, father, save my mother, kill Fjornir. Fjornir. Yeah. And he's like, guys will literally kill, <laughs> avenge their father, save their mother, and kill Fjornir before they'll go to therapy. Yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I loved, um, so I don't know, you guys probably did, Kyle, I know definitely didn't, but I don't think Jacob did either, but, um, Assassin's Creed Valhalla was based in obviously yeah. the Nordic times, and I liked how they called uh, Fjornir the Brotherless, because like every character in like in Viking mythology always had something, the yeah, like he he was um, Amleth the Baron Wolf, the One Eyed, yeah, and like they, it was just kind of cool, and but during that fort scene, and all, all the scenes in general, I love how much energy he's able to show in a scene. Because there's always like just energy, like even if you have your character in the main screen and the background, there's always something going on. There's always energy going. It's all the sh- shots were all kinetic, like they all connected, and like every every swinging of the camera, there was something that you were you were meant to see. And it's like sometimes directors will just like do a pan shot of just like empty space, and then then it's like okay, now we now we got to pan into the main character where this there was never any wasted space there was always a very intentional meaning for you to see that shot and those people in the back 
and it's just kind of like I don't know the way that he has is able to bring energy onto onto a camera without it being like like necessarily in frame it doesn't feel forced Jesus. no it just feels like a chaos because they just took over a fort and everyone's doing all this other shit and there's all these pods of each buddy everybody doing their own thing but it's still like there's still a central point of amleth and amleth's uh like takeover and that, i just think that's such a cool like i don't know it's it's hard to achieve that on just a simple pan of a camera that it's nuanced mm-hmm. yeah that he's able to to relay onto a screen is it's pretty incredible. Yeah, I mean, let's look at a movie like Ambulance, which we just reviewed. That's like it it forces that energy upon you by giving you fucking shaky cam Chaotic, and like yeah. shooting like from a low and then going like all these crazy Drogue. swings and stuff. It's like that's like a force. Like I'm gonna make you sick watching this. This is like so steady and deliberate. Of like I'm giving you this visceral feeling but it's like just literally just a steady tracking shot of but really what felt more intense like this felt way more intense i the gates of hell i leaned forward in my seat yeah (laughs) oh my god i was literally had my uh, elbows on my knees was just like yeah right into that scene yeah that was a beautiful everybody's talking about it but duel duel of the fates Mm -hmm. (laughs) direct comparison but yeah, just one of the most like visually interesting scenes I've seen in a long fucking time. And they're like, nude, it's amazing. Which was dope. Yeah, just no dong shots. Sorry, Kyle. Yeah, I mean, could have could have used some more dong, but or any Got a dong. couple of ass shots, but yeah, take or leave it. the ass. Take or leave the ass. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that scene was just so incredible, and like the way that they're. They're fighting like over again. This is like lava. separating that fantasy and reality. Like they're fighting over lava. It's probably not even ground that they would be able to walk on. But to have it set there is just like it's amazing. Their feet would be absolutely torched. Oh yeah, they're like they're like <laughs> inches away from fucking molten lava, and they're fine. But again, I, th- again, that just goes back to the fantasy and reality of like. The, they're be, them being at the gates of hell when it's in reality. It's just a volcano. Also, yeah. <laughs> Loved, loved. He had to have taken inspiration from Lord of the Rings because when they were talking about the forming of the sword, holy shit, did I feel like. Yeah, Lord of the Rings. Lord of the, me when too. he was making yeah. the. They were repairing the. Yeah, me the, too. Yeah. The sword. <laughs> the sword that was broken will become whole again. And they're like, was made from the purest. Like, yeah. And they like, you see the blacksmiths, like. Ching, well, you got to think a lot of like Lord of the Rings and stuff was based on mythology. No, and no, such, no. I'm, I'm so. just saying, like. Yeah. Just the specific narration. I mean, of, maybe that was a nod towards it. I oh, mean, it had, dude. Like, you know, I was like, holy gotta, shit. You got to know Eggers is a fan of Lord of the Rings. He has Who to is be. it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, what filmmaker isn't? You know, like. Yeah. Well, and that's what almost was such a plus to me because I got that feeling again. Oh, yeah. Like a Lord of the Rings feeling. That is a lot to say about a movie. Yeah. And I don't, I don't but, know where this is going to go with this IP. I mean. I doubt Eggers doesn't seem one to make any type of yeah. I'm sure it's done to it. But oh, I'm sure it's done. Where, yeah, where else could it go? I mean, you could you could go in the backstory Ethan, the, the prequel of Ethan. The Hawk. children. Spoiler: He's dead. <laughs> you could talk about. Oh, no, that's a prequel. You could talk about the children and like what yeah, they become. Not interested. But no, he won't do that. There's no, zero. I mean, I mean the prequel. Okay, if you're talking about that, like. Not, it, it's obvious that he's not going to, but no, 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 let's get into this. Let's get it. I mean, we're talking about Ethan Hawke. Get into the ambiguity of like, it's so 
the fact that they don't tell you or show you much about his character other than like that he loves his son like that's the biggest thing because he his whole motivation is driven by like the love for his dad when in reality he didn't really know him as a man because he was too young to ever like flesh and his he character was in war out. for it. He just had that How childlike. Long? Yeah, and wonder. he was in war. Yeah, exactly. He had this. You know, everybody, everybody has exactly. So my yeah. dad is superhero. Yeah, you know, and it's like, like, well, do you really know like what happens with your parents behind closed doors? Like so many. I mean, every kid is ignorant to that. So, you know, that moment when Nicole Kidman like tells him like your dad was like shit and but do you i loved your uncle i also have things about that though was she telling the truth i think so because when she was your reason when she was stabbed she's like in the heart she's like thank you she thanked him for killing her yeah i know Yeah, but what would be her intention of lying why would she want to die? I don't know. That's why I was I, saying there's stuff that maybe I missed. My take when she said thank you was more of like... Make it... Thank you for making it quick? Well, yeah. no. I thought it was more of a just like... She was all... I don't know. Because... I thought it was right in the heart. I thought it was more of just like thank you like she was kind of sick of like this life or... Always yeah, being imprisoned by like Exactly. Men. So did Because she, she was it, a slave so the whole is time. is she what... It is what she said about him that she loved him really true. Okay, then. here's here's how I would say here's how I was represented. She was a slave. She had to marry Ethan yeah, Hawke. So from, Ethan Hawke is down she's here. From England, right? Sure. Yeah. Ethan yeah. Hawke's down here. And then she found something better, which is here. But really all she wanted the whole time was freedom, which was here, and death was freedom for her. So I think she wasn't lying in this fact that like he was a better partner for her, but she really didn't want either of them. She just wanted to fucking be free and like live a normal life and she never ever because him, that. or her, maybe she was french she her lying her lying didn't didn't weigh into her death her death was because she attacked him so like if he if that would if if that would have pissed him off enough to kill her and that was her ultimate goal then she wouldn't have attacked him like she would have gotten killed by him because he was mad at her for that mm. where she attacked him so he stabbed her through the heart and A, I think that was because thank you for getting the freedom, but also it could be thank you for right in the heart. Thank you for it being painless and me. What? Yeah, could I, dying I, quickest. I, what also <laughs> I was thinking is like, yeah, kind of similar to Kyle. Like she was never happy with either of those. Like she was just kind of like Stockholm syndrome. She didn't actually love him, and then when she finally killed, now she's free. She and then that's that, when yeah. her true feeling came out. She's like. Yeah, I didn't love either of them. Thank yeah. you for letting me free. Yeah. Yeah. The so problem with that save his The mother. problem with that is that to have Stockholm syndrome, it would be like imprisoned her enough time to condition her when we know that he says in a line of exposition that or she says that he's the one that convinced her initially to kill her husband. Like yeah, she was she along with the coup. Yeah. So she wasn't really like imprisoned at that time. But she already wanted was that to be true with him. also. Because she also said she was laughing. Uh, yeah, but I guess she so. <laughs> said she was laughing. And from our view, also, it did not seem like laughing. Yeah, that's true, too. These are the small things that you see. Up this is what I was thinking about with the rewatch. I'm like, I think I missed something. Yeah. Like, I want to go back. Was she? Could that be? Actually and when laughing I, and when I said this is like 
I'm, I didn't say it's the most shallow film. I, I said metaphorically, this is the least you yeah, can get out yeah. of it, which that's not a metaphor. There's there's a lot of things yeah. that you can pick up on a rewatch, but From everything the is there on the screen. Yeah, yeah. that's fair. Um, but yeah, no, that's like, that is like an amazing moment when that whole reveal of of those things. And I will say it was kind of obvious. Like I knew that that was going to happen, I but... Really, you didn't see that coming. I no. I was like, she's not. I when he's talking about like freeing her this whole time, I'm like, oh, she's not gonna want to go with him. Like she's, I feel like she's content or happy or whatever. I don't know. When, I, and that part is ambiguous, but her her motivations and actions were telegraphed. Yeah, I, I was gonna say I didn't think she was happy. I thought she was just playing the part. Mm. So I didn't get right away that she was happy. And when she said that, it did take me off guard. Oh yeah, and I think that I don't know. I just have this. When I've been watching films recently, I'm just able to like not try and forecast anymore. Like <laughs> I'm just able to watch the film and not think about what's going to happen next. So I, I think, can't do that. I wish I could. I don't know. I'm just I'm able constantly to turn it just off analyzing it. I'm like, well, this is going. Oh, look, it happened. I mean, sometimes. <laughs> oh, good for you. <laughs> sometimes it's more intentional, and you yeah. can like it's obvious. But like for the, like this one, I didn't expect that and i was like oh shit when she said that and then that she actually says she begged fiorner to kill his father which she's like i was on my hands and knees begging him to kill he didn't want to do it it was my doing and i was like holy shit like I yeah that's that. why i feel like it made it more complex because i'm just like damn i'm like then what is like it makes all the motivation so cloudy and like his confused and then she's like if you kill him and the other son though then i'll be with you yeah, and the Cessius was shit. So, like, yeah, then it was, was like, <laughs> then, oh, yeah. But then it was like, that was what gave me the other thoughts then. Cause it's like, okay, then. She just wants she, to. Is she just like, like, her mental state is broken? And that, like, she actually did like the first guy. I mean, she was even the one, she's like, let's go to bed. He's like, no, I don't want to do that. It's like, okay, then it's like, did she actually love him? Did she actually love the uncle? I think Did she, she actually love or she's just game. doing whatever she needs to do to survive? I or think that is more is she in line digger? with like a slave that, you know, that, that's just. So that's why I think maybe survive. She, into, maybe she lied about wanting the father to die and she's just indoctrinated from like the being in this position. For I mean, so she's long. either. And that's in line with like her dying and being like, thank you. Like, yeah. Well, exactly. she's either a queen or she's going to be this a slave again. Exactly. Yeah. So she might as well play the game. Yeah. Yeah. Anything to keep a leg up. Interesting. Um. Okay, let's get through my nitpicks here. <laughs> Got a couple, not that many. Um, starting with the scene, I believe it's right after he sees the shamaness, which is Bjork. There's a lot. There's he meets up with. Oh, I'm trying to remember. He. It's another guy. I think they're drinking or something. It's a little foggy at this point. But anyway, it's just like literally exposition dump. Like right after that, right after that shamanist scene. I don't know if you remember it, but it's like it's it's coming from somebody else. That is we never see again. He's yeah. not a character. When, and it's before, just complete right before exposition. he turn, burns himself with and then goes. Yes. Yeah, exactly. He's yeah. like, yeah, I was wondering. He tells him like, everything. That, know all that? He tells him everything he needs to know to get out to the next point in the movie. He's like, like no, what? he he. Uh, no, that guy lost. And yeah. he's heading there with <laughs> it, his slaves. He's exactly. like, oh, perfect. Yeah, that yeah. was bad. I was like, what the fuck? Um, 
pretty bad. It was the guy that he was sharpening his axe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, the other thing, oh, the kid. Okay. So the son of the actual son of the guy, uh, fuck, what's his name? Fjolner. Yeah. Fjolner and the redhead, Nicole yep, Kidman. Nicole Kidman. Yeah. Uh, the, the scene where they're playing the game and he just runs onto the field and then he gets, he gets just like, he just kind of gets shoved to the ground, but then he's all bloodied and he lands on the ball. He hit his head on the ball. The ball. Oh yeah. I did not get that. That's why it was right next to his head. Yeah. You could hear it like crack. He tripped. I did hear that. I was like, what? He just got shoved to the ground. He was holding his head on the ball. Okay. And knocked himself out. (laughs) Rewatch could be huge. And then when the guy was about to kill him, I'm like, (laughs) I bet this is like a Viking, like a Viking thing. Like you enter into this game. They're not allowed yeah. to do anything, and he was a king. He wanted to play that fucking game, so he's yeah. like, All right. I would love to look up like the like that See, game that specifically was because yeah. they don't tell you anything about it, and which is great. You know, you're just in, you're there for the ride, and he's like, what's that? You'll you'll find because yeah, that it, that seemed like very stupid at the time, like that he would just even run onto the field and be like, I'll win the game. <laughs> like, well, I think that they like, like could won be, something. Like they got like something out of the winning team. Won like something so no no i get that i'm saying that's but they don't explain that in the movie so that's what i'm saying is knowing more about that game or the lore would would help that see that's why bit. i feel like this is telling me a dive more into norris mythology to uh, sure be, better I mean, understand it. stupid things like i'll be on reddit bit. soon what okay and then what did you think about the scene it kind of felt like a callback to the lighthouse to me and it didn't totally tonally fit the film like the lighthouse is very comedic in part, oh, the, right? The, the, the burp the, and fart. The fart scene. Like, it that, just kind of felt like a callback that, like, I don't really feel like this movie was going for God comedy. Goddamn fart. Yeah, it, it felt, this movie didn't feel like it was going for comedy at yeah. all, except for that one part. And I was like, okay. why? Was that was that another there? thing that I wanted to look into. I'm like, maybe that was literally a thing, though. They were like, to show yeah. how you're human. Like, can you say it's not? Because I can't. No. <laughs> Maybe it, No, I can't. I'm just saying. I, I, was all it I'm supposed saying to be is, funny? Yeah, I think so. No one laughed. I chuckled. So I, I didn't. Because I didn't know if it was Gross. supposed to be. I <laughs> thought it was literally supposed to be a part of well, it. Well, when he just, when he, the fart yeah. was different. But when he first burped, he's like, prove that you're not a wolf. And he burps. So I was like, okay. Yeah. I mean, they just fucking slurped up like some drink or whatever it makes more sense it's to like burp bones than, and shit yeah yeah then like i don't know the kid but then farting. he said he creative so he didn't that was his that was him showing that he was more creative because he didn't just no burp no no I, I, it's not it's not like the logic that i have a problem with it's the tone of the scene it's the tone of that moment it felt very like goofy comedy which is not present throughout the whole movie. Like the reason it works in the lighthouse is because there are a lot of moments in that movie. They're drunken sailors. Yeah. There are a lot of moments in that movie that feel kind of goofy and like they're going for comedy. Whereas this doesn't really feel like it's going for it. And it just tonally doesn't match to me. So that's why, again, it's not the logic of it. It's just the tone. Yeah. I thought it was off too, but then I thought maybe I'm just missing something about (laughs) maybe that's giving too much credit though. Honestly. Yeah. That's one scene where it's like, I don't, really feel like looking up mythology would explain this to me whereas the game that's like something that okay that was obviously drawn from you know lore or or the past that's that's a game that you could look up and definitely like find out a lot of things about it i don't i don't know if we're gonna find much about you know mystic rituals and burps and farts um, yeah 
I mean, I think of like dumb things, like for example, in Japanese culture, right? You say moshimosh when you say hello, but that's not hello in Japanese, but that's what you say on the phone. Right. And like the whole thing of that is because a fox can't say moshimosh, but they can say <laughs> hello. So if you say that and they answer back that, then you know it's not the cunning evil fox spirit, yeah, which obviously. is like a stupid thing. <laughs> but like it is just it's literally what you do now even to this day so maybe well, it's, it's just like you like, two fucking idiots every time we walk anywhere it can't <laughs> split a goddamn post or something it's yeah like, so i just thought maybe <laughs> i'm just stupid I'm but you do it to it but uh yeah. that could be giving a lot i mean going in if i think about like most directors if that scene was in there i think it was dumb but with eggers i like to think there's a purpose for it yeah i I think it's giving too much credit, but until proven wrong, yeah, I'll say that you know it's kind of dumb. But it was only at least like thirty seconds. <laughs> yeah, again, these are all yeah nitpicks at this point. Um, I the, think it just it literally just says they fart and burp to prove that they're not a wolf because really? they're all tripping. Yeah, yeah. I don't think there's any more to it. I think it's just yeah and and that's how you prove. i don't know i Spirits guess don't it burp. could have been played differently or or just do the same thing you know burp or whatever but i don't totally felt a little weird and they were uh, also tripping balls at the time <laughs> yeah which isn't i mean i guess it's hard to you don't want to portray it in like again in a goofy way because it totally wouldn't fit the film but it's hard to tell that they're like tripping that hard i mean you can tell but yeah, they're floating well, they, above their bodies. Yeah, they took. Yeah, they well, were there are certain. Yeah, at, yeah. <laughs> they drink like some hallucinogenic <laughs> shit. They were oh, tripping yeah. balls. Yeah. Um. Okay. Did anybody else notice the water and this the effects on the boats, especially towards the end? There's a a particular shot of. I know it's Skarsgård, and it's. He is facing the camera and you can see like the peak of the boat is like right behind him. And then you can see the water behind him. Mm-mm. Okay. Well, rewatch that. It's really bad. I was watching Skarsgård, not the water. Yeah, it's I, did, I didn't really notice, bad. Yeah. There's just some bad. I did have one thing effects. I had a question about. Did the Valkyrie have braces? No, not braces. What were the- It's like a common... If you look it up, there's a lot of things okay. about it. Because it looked like braces to me. I know it looks like it. And it's I'm like, like uh, they like etch. They it was like a common practice uh, then that okay. it looks like braces, but it's not. Yeah. All right. It wasn't. I I figured <laughs> it wasn't because obviously like that would either be super purposeful or just. It was know. purposeful because they were matching. Yeah. They were actually matching what they did back then. But right. yeah. Yeah. Loved also the the visuals of the. Gates of Valhalla. Oh yeah, where it was like, like ethereal, like not really like just the door was like the physical object, but like this etherealness was like reaching kind of into our world, you know. Pretty yeah, good. no, pretty good. I got some uh, Darren Aronofsky vibes from it, but what the fountain? Just that, like the magical like tree mm. and stuff, but yeah. Oh, yeah, the tree, that's the other thing, too, is the tree with the people attached to it could have looked better. It didn't look bad, but just, like, I feel like that is something that's, that scene is going to date itself the quickest out of anything. All the shots of, like, people attached to that tree when it's, like, complete CG models, that's going to date really quickly, unfortunately. 
Um, didn't look so bad. I will, you know, again, not bad, but that will date. It actually wasn't anything on her teeth. They used to grind, put lines in their teeth yeah. and grind their yeah. teeth down. So it was actually just lines of her teeth ground. Like if you look, <laughs> this is like a Nordic skull they found. And they like just they it's used pretty to, metal. They used to like also like <laughs> shape their teeth to like chevrons and stuff. I believe that. Yeah. So they used to modify their teeth all the time. Hardcore. Oh yeah, good for everybody. Them. Body modification. Also, explain. Can you guys explain the tear? It didn't. I thing? didn't really get it. No, I didn't get. Because he does shed a tear one last Twice. tear. Yeah. No, and he she does shows one, it technically. to him too. Yeah. Well, that's the point. It's supposed to be a callback because he. They say this is the last. They say this will be the last tear that you shed, shed in weakness. In, yeah, in yeah. weakness, and then it comes back. Which was him in Valhalla. It's just supposed to be, I think, like a payoff, like a more. But she does it. Tw- do it twice. Thing. That's why I was. What was the second? Because Willem Dafoe gives him one, and then he gets another one. No, Willem Dafoe took it. I thought, and then she was the one who showed him it. He gave it back. I don't. Yeah, know. Yeah, because maybe. he loses it as yeah. a kid, and then she gave he it back when he was an adult. Right. Bjork did? I thought so. But maybe I'm wrong. No, no Willem Dafoe, I thought, gave it I, to him. I thought he twice. took it. Oh, he okay. didn't give it. Then yeah, he does. More sense. Yeah, okay. Then Bjork gives it back and says, you have yeah. one more tear. She's like, this was your la- the last tear you shed. Yeah. Oh, okay. Here you go. Like, So you get one more. And that was his last. When he saw Valhalla, he teared up. When he saw... At the sure. end. Yeah. Yeah. At well, the very end. Yeah, yeah, his eyes were reflecting the... Valhalla. Yeah, Valhalla. yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, Valhalla. Well, yeah. Valhalla. I, I, when you said it, I was thinking like that's why he cried. When in reality, I think it's well, he saw, he, he thought he of his kids, accepted his fate, saw him Valhalla, and then he saw yeah. one tear of like, I did my duty. Now I can, because he wasn't allowed to die until he avenged his father. Yeah, he said he couldn't. Right. Well, he said, yeah, yeah. he said. Well, that's that. what he thought at least. Yeah, he definitely probably could, but but there was, but he was presented with a choice. Mm. Which he is the other thing, both, he said, which I which was I mean, they do say kin, which obviously means kid. But I no, was I wondering, like, how it was going to play. Family. I was. Yeah, that's what. Well, I was I was expecting Annie Taylor Joy to be at risk when it was like his kids or whatever. But I mean, they're not at risk, but it's he kindness for your he kid believes or, they will be at risk. Well, if he doesn't do that, then yes, that's true. Because yes. he said funeral exactly. will not stop until. Because he killed his kids. so Because he, he was good not too. doing it, but then he's like, damn, yeah, I yeah. have to so go back. So kindness for your kin, saving Which them. is another big and thing that we can, uh, which we don't even talk about, but tying back into knowing about mythology was they made a huge deal about, like the literally the only reason he survives is because he has to know if it's his actual, if it's his son's heart or not, which is interesting. Yeah. Like, what difference does it make? He's dead either way. But it is a huge deal to them to have their actual heart for burial purposes. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. Because he, he, like, he ties him up and he tortures him to find but out if it's him But he can't kill him because he not. needs to know. Yeah. Right, exactly, yeah. And he's like, it could be some rabid dog's heart. And that then, I just found. Yeah. <laughs> and then he gets saved by the gods, but which is another tying into... You know, magical realism. That's another scene where it's like, okay, obviously this is more fantasy yeah, than the crows. untying him yeah. and saving him. But it's kind of like the lighthouse with the end. Scene, he loves, right? yeah, for sure. He loves sure. seagulls. Loves oh yeah, he loves, he loves birds. birds. Loves birds. <laughs> big, big fan of birds. Big bird guy. <laughs> huge, bir- huge bird guy. 
yeah. I think that's it for my nitpicks. I didn't. I wasn't able to say notes. I was in theater, obviously, but that kind of sucks. I almost. I don't want to be that guy, but I almost want to bring in like a paper note so I can like write down some stuff because there's a lot of times I'm just like, damn, I wish I could write this down because I'm gonna forget about it. I wrote. I write notes sometimes. Well, yeah. yeah, when you're in a theater with three people, it's yeah. easy. I yeah. have two. I literally, I went to the, see this movie by myself. I bought early tickets because I don't know. I just thought it'd be easier. And then I knew people were gonna buy tickets late. But like, literally, I bought a seat. Nobody was next to me in the whole row. And then I get there, and there's two, two people, people. Right next to me because I choose the middle seat. But yeah, <laughs> I'll just start bringing a notebook. I just wrote all the shots are kinetic. That was my one note. <laughs> nice. They are. <laughs> they were. Okay, did you guys have anything else on The Northman? No, not until I watch it again, which will probably, which will be as soon as possible. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I did want, yeah. my favorite part of the score was The Gates mm-hmm. of Hell. When you heard the, <gasps> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. so good. <laughs> there, yeah. And all the drums. Yeah, the, <laughs> I mean, I honestly, I loved all of the, <laughs> the throat like, singing. The throat singing. Yeah. Like, I loved all of it. Like, I loved the magic, the wizard shaman guy, guy yeah, yeah shaman whatever mm-hmm. you want to call him i love that whole scene he threw a rope and it thought it was the a snake, snake but it was a rope yeah. and take down to the the sword like, yeah <laughs> so good <laughs> well that's interesting too which we didn't i mean we don't need to like spend any time on it but he he um is introduced as the jester but he's actually the shaman so it's like the king knows you know yeah. the king has this knowledge about him like he keeps him around for other purposes but, you know, nobody else knows that because they all just see him as the jester. But he's actually like this magician. He goes, he yeah, I mean, the brother got mad. And he's like, he stopped him from hurting. Yeah. Him. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you can s- he can see and talk, but I, w- I didn't put out ears on him so he can't hear you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. The head. yeah. <laughs> that was pretty good. Also, uh, I did. Since you brought up the jester scene, mm-hmm. uh, that also reminded me of like what could have foreshadowed how the how the queen felt about the uncle because she let him drink from his glass and that's why the jester made the joke yeah mm, okay. he says like here out. take my glass i didn't even think i didn't that didn't even register when i was watching it. yeah yeah <clears throat> good point so rewatch could rewatch be huge, huge. Yeah. um okay if you guys don't have anything else what are you gonna rate it out of five stars i'm gonna do it i give it a five i also give it a five I'm going to come. Mm-hmm. I'm at a very heavy four for now. Um, hopefully we'll go up on a rewatch, but uh, we shall see. All right, let's get into nano reviews. What, uh, Josh, should we start with Martin? What? <laughs> Nitram. <laughs> oh, you watched it? Yeah. Oh, I didn't see Told you log you I would. it. I didn't see you log it. I watched it today. Oh, so you didn't log it. Well, yeah, not done. yet. <laughs> All right, what did you think of uh, Justin Kurzel's latest endeavor? Um, we have to be light on this because Jacob promised he would watch it too. Oh, you fucking idiot. <laughs> now, there's not really, I don't, there's not like spoilers or anything. Yeah, I know, but. I mean, it's, yeah. I don't want to, yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, I mean, I fucking love <laughs> Nitram. Um, I think, well, um, I always forget his name. Jacoby. Justin Kurzel? No, Jacoby, Who? the main character. Oh, Caleb Landry Jones. Yeah. Him. You fucking love this movie. <laughs> I can never remember his name. Jacoby. Names. I don't know. I think Jacoby, but Caleb Get Landry real. Jones. Um, he was incredible, absolutely incredible in this. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. His character, 
the the fragileness his, of his mind. Not his character, his portrayal. Portrayal of the his, character, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, this is a real story. We should say, yeah, right well, a real story based on a guy that like biggest, injured biggest mass killing in Australia of all time. Yep, yep. Or, uh, so it's yep, like Memories of a Murder, which had to do with the only serial killer in Korea. <laughs> this was in Tasmania. Oh, and he killed twenty some people and injured like thirty two. And he injured like he injured twenty more. some. Okay. He killed thirty two. It was like fifty got, some people. He like killed thirty two because he got thirty two life sentences. That's like how oh they. Yeah. That's how they figured that out. Okay, yeah. So <laughs> fucking crazy, crazy individual. But it just showed how. I mean, back then it was super easy for anyone to get a gun. Like this dude just ended up getting Still a stockpile of guns. No, this was like super you just easy. Just go to Florida. You just walk in and buy it. Yeah. But. Yeah. I mean, I think it's kind of showing that almost deliberately as like a like a way to urge other people to change mm. because they changed their laws within 12 days of that really yeah. 12 Unanimous days decision 12 it, it days took after. them to change their entire gun policy in australia and and yet we have mass shootings all the time and yeah, here nothing we are changes. <laughs> nothing has changed hey money. the money <laughs> yeah um but no, yeah, that that was super interesting. Like that scene, where it's a very subtle line, but uh, super powerful. Where he says, "Oh, if you were buying a pistol, like I couldn't allow this, but since you're buying an AR, it's fine." Yeah, yeah. He, he wants to buy the guns cash and not register them, but and you could just do that. Yeah. And he's like, "Oh, if you were buying a pistol, like you know, I couldn't allow that, but since you're buying a rifle, sure." You know, it's kind of like so that fucked up in certain states here, <laughs> yeah. like. Michigan, we think on Michigan level, but Michigan is like one of the most strict for gun laws in the country. And it's not even that hard to get a gun. Yeah, right. Yeah, so in just the general um, NITRAM, didn't really know what it was about or what NITRAM meant. Didn't realize that it was Martin backward. Also, they never say his name in the entire movie. Yeah, which I kind of have an issue with. Like, they don't have... In the movie, because they don't want to portray, they, never, they don't want to glorify exact yeah, character. Okay, like but that. you're making a whole fucking movie about him. Like you yeah, don't think people are gonna know? No, the movie well, is think about, about this way though. The disturbed character, yeah. not it's about Nitram as a as a sort of like um, emblem or like a sort sort of like character that's. No, I get the reason. Based. I get all they of that. They didn't want to give credit. And I was, understand all of that. This was a huge deal. Like it's got a lot of backlash from Tasmanian people because they think that he's like glorifying or like yeah. no, I get undermining I get this character. All of the reasonings, I get it. You don't I understand, understand Kyle. See what happened? What <laughs> they don't give the they don't, they never say his last name. They never they don't give the parents' names because it's just mom and dad. It, he and he is Nitram. Like I understand why they leave the names out of it, but you're making a whole fucking film about it. Like you're shedding light. I had literally never even, and this is, you know, just part of our age, part of our education system, a lot of that things. I had never even heard of this massacre until this movie. So it's shedding light onto it in, you could say it's a good way, but I mean, you're, you're still putting the information out there regardless. I just don't get, which is fine either way. I'm just saying to, to exclude it to such a degree where in Google results, it has all of the actors and who they portrayed, except for under Caleb Landry Jones, it has nobody. Like, that's just fucking get real. Well, 
get no. real. You're think not about, from Tasmania, though. Think That's like about a huge deal for them. Think about like news stories. So a lot of who I follow for news, anyway. Whenever they're, I mean, we have again, we have like mask shootings all the time, right? And a lot, they will never show their face, never say their name, but they will tell the entire thing that they did because they don't, they need, because I feel the information is important about what happened, but they don't want people to continue thinking, oh, I'm going to do this, I'll be remembered forever. Think of like so many of the famous Ted Bundy or like, they're so famous, and that's exactly what they wanted. Yeah. And you gave it to them. But if you take that away and you still share the story, which, I mean, so many, like, serial killer stories and stuff are things that could actually happen and probably did happen, but they're made up, right? Here's my rebuttal to that. I understand what you're saying. I never knew this fucking jobber's name until this movie came out. Now I will remember it forever. Like, I knew Ted Bundy. I didn't know anything about... I knew Ted Bundy and Ed Gein, like, before I even watched those movies. I knew their names before that. Now, I watch this movie, and I will remember Martin Bryant for the rest of my life because of this movie. Like, do you get what I'm saying? Like, where this is what introduced me to that information. So, in a way, it's reinforcing what they want. But like, <laughs> what is better? I mean, news stories do that now. Like, like say you have a news source, you have to tell people about this thing that happened, but you're not going to say their name or anything. But literally, you can Google and nine other news sources say the exact person's name and their entire family history. But like, it's what if you? What if you get to a point? But what if you got to a point? Like, what if the news people who made the mistake of t- glorifying this killer didn't? And this movie doesn't say their name either. You try to look it up and it's just not there. There's nothing about it. You know that this massacre happened. Jacob, you're talking about fantasy because that would never happen. Every news <laughs> page and hope, information source hope, in, across the world would have to be on the same page. someday does it, though. <laughs> yeah, okay. They yeah. stop glor- giving right. these people the notoriety that they want. Jacob's living in fucking utopia over here. <laughs> I'm hoping. This yeah, but so More and more news sources are doing that, though. But so l- l- there, here's another rebuttal. The movie didn't tell you who he was or what he was because yeah, he wasn't. You are an evil person for looking. No, he up. wasn't trying to persuade you to think <laughs> this of, is on you. So this movie yeah. wasn't based. Necess- it wasn't. It wasn't about Martin Bryant, the killer. It was about how tragic inhuman things can go on in somebody's head and the surrounding. Pi- so so nobody around him condoned what he was doing well let's talk about what it's about i mean i think if you're it's there's obviously an anti-gun message based on the end and the information that they flash across the screen that's like super obvious but uh, do you think it really i i do think they did a good job at portraying his um mental state and everything like i just don't know if they did i just don't know if it said anything about like treatment and options other than like one small scene nobody that's the point no one gave him that they They, just did they did give him that. he just existed that well they don't touch on it in the movie but if you look at the real story like his parents seek to those options out and that like they they were kind of rejected yeah but think like think that should have been more think of i'm just saying it should have been more of a forward thing in the movie because he was so like 
it was so obvious that he was going to be a problem that like if the point if the point is to help if the point is to be this like socially aware commentary like to help things but that's not that's not everything that happened like yeah he did therapy options but they weren't working and everyone just kind of it didn't do therapy options he fucking accepted how he was that's it yeah he went to that was a that was a psychologist yeah. So he was in a meeting that he had been multiple times and his and his mom just like give him the pills just I know it it helps him just give him the pills cuz they didn't want to find they couldn't find an actual solution because they just basically gave up I mean, on those this could guy. be a solution but they just gave up well, on Well that's what him. I'm saying is I like I like seeing it did a great job of showing like where his mental state was like throughout the movie like it was very clear that he was uh, slower yeah. or he just had he had an extremely low IQ <clears throat> this was information that I had to look up afterwards by the way but he had an IQ of an 11 year old at the time of the shooting and he mm. was like 28 or 29 at the time yeah so super super slow mentally um, but he probably stopped developing at that age which is why that happened but like I, I just don't know if if you know, the movie does a good job of showing where he's at. I just don't know if they do a good job of like putting that social like commentary of like this is why it happened or what could have been done or things like that. And I don't know if it's going for that either, but then you're wondering like, who, okay, who is this made for? Because the people of Tasmania are against it. It's like he's teaming up with the same writer of the, of the guy that did, you know, Snowtown murders. It feels like he's just, it kind of feels just like he's going back to the well that made him successful, which is kind of gross in a sense of like making this smaller budget indie movie about a serial killer written by the same guy, directed by the same guy. And, you know, it's going to be critically loved again, partially uh, because of its commentary. I don't think that that's the case. I mean, I don't think it's as I don't think it's as as good as like this feels like a movie that you have to say is like amazing because of what it's trying to portray. Yeah. And it's good in a lot of aspects. I will say like for Krizel, not the biggest fan like Macbeth a lot. Uh, that's more stylistic. This is more grounded, grounded. Exactly. And a lot of technical aspects are great, but again, it's just like, I could agree with somebody that gives it, you know, a five. I could agree with somebody that gives it a 2.5. Like it's just one of those movies where, it's not like a lot. Of, you can't pick it apart technically or anything. It's just. It's very distinguished. I'm just sure. <laughs> Is that another word? That was where they from yesterday. Today. No, today. That was what, yeah. Yeah. He had to fit the, yesterday's keep word. On, this is my joke of the whole rest of the podcast now. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just feel like it's it's a hard, it's a hard movie to like, you know, pick apart or critique or anything. It's just, I'm just left wondering like, who is it for really? It was just a shed light on the inhumanness of some people and yeah, and, that's, and the people know, that and the it's people like the Tulsa massacre. You're not taught about in school. So I mean, the like people around him, every every person that, like, even his mom would sometimes be. She was definitely the one that would, that was like wanting to change for him. <clears> but even at times, she would push him away. And then he found he found um, S. E. Davis's character. Oh, you fucking love it. We're talking about S. E. Davis. You have a hard on for S. E. Davis. She's great. You love her. <laughs> She's incredible. She's a good actress. But a lot of people are. She just chooses bad movies. What? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Babadook is shit. 
Babadook. Stop working with, stop doing only Australian productions, Essie. Babadook <laughs> is pretty, not, not good. Babadook's great. No, it's, <laughs> I'm turning the tides. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely incredible. But that's not what we're talking about. Anyway, no, her character I just want to bring that up. Babadook not comforted <laughs> him and accepted him for what he was. So then he gravitated towards her. And then, you know, he was just, it just played into how everyone around him just kind of let this fester because a, they were either sick of trying to help him and exhausted by who he was, or they just didn't completely understand him and which allowed him to act and do what he was doing, which was kind of what SC Davis's character did. So I think that it was just kind of outlining how people can be inhumane at times, but unless they're getting the right care and support around them, then they're never, they're just going to end up, it's a ticking time bomb for some. And that's kind of what this was highlighting in, in this Martin Nitram, Nitram character. And I don't know. I just thought it just felt so authentic and, that this felt like visceral like Kayla Landry Jones felt like every single move he made and every single little thing he did was the character like there was never a moment where you were like he broke character or even slightly did something that you wouldn't necessarily think that Nitram did like every single thing was so full-fledged and authentic in the character that it just completely and engrossed engulfed me in in the movie and um yeah i just i absolutely loved loved it and loved all the performances of everybody and even his uh, yeah i mean yeah there's some spoilers in it but well i think i think his performance is great and again that goes back to like him him being the one that is portraying his mental state and where he's at in his uh like development like it's very clear that he is, you know, slow or whatever, but it's not like heavy handed yeah, with it. Exactly. It's not over the top. He doesn't like do things completely like stupid or like a child. Like he just does little things that portray that. And it's like very clear to you that he is developmentally disabled without being over the top about it. So yeah. I like, I appreciate that about his performance. And I think, I mean, I think all the performances are, are great. And there's a great tension in the movie. There's a great unease, um, it never blows its load. It never goes over the top. Um, the where it leads to, it leaves you, you know, um, in suspense. Y- you know, you already know the outcome, so showing it, yeah, would just be gratuitous. Yep. Um. So that's you know a good choice, and um, I mean, there's there's a lot to like about it. Again, I just think it's one of those movies that like you can agree with both ends of the spectrum i mean it definitely has a minimum that you can reach and it's you know it's not it is not a poorly made movie by any means it's it's very well done um yeah i just guess i guess it comes down to like enjoyment and where what it's trying to say does it reach that is is more of the aspects to get into because technically you know it's uh most of it's well done there's uh, a lot of interesting not interesting but there's a lot of good shots in it to go back to but yeah um i don't know i liked it i didn't love it but um 
this uh this has me this is a plus for Krizel. He's he's somewhere in the middle at this point. I think he's great. I haven't seen Assassin's Creed yet, by the way. Still <laughs> need to see that. Still you need don't to see need that. to see that. No, I definitely want to at this point. I have seen it. I mean, I've seen almost every movie of his at this point because of fucking this guy. So I might as well watch Assassin's Creed now. Yeah, the only one I haven't seen is Assassin's Creed. Gotta do it. Gotta it's like the only seen Snow no, I've seen three of them now. <laughs> but all right. Uh, well, what did you? I know what you gave it, but what did you give for the people? I gave it a five star. I'm between a three and a three and a half. It's probably closer to a three and a half, but your rating is too high. So I think so I have, he to, has go to, make a I have statement to go three now. to lower the nah, average. Nah, nah. <laughs> the average is solidified. All right, I'll go three and a half. Solidified. Jacob, did you have anything? I know uh, you have something. I do have something. <laughs> I know for a fact you do. <laughs> so it's a little movie called The Raid 2. No, I'm just kidding. Because we, we might, ta- well, yeah, but I thought we might all watch that. Uh, I mean, I just, yeah, I he just to. brought him for me, so mm-hmm. yeah. So At I can, point. I can wait, wait on that one. It's gonna be a while though, because next week we're taking off. Remember? Yeah, but you know, okay, that's fine. Just, I've, I, this is already like my second you, or third time you, watching the raid. Just let you know too, so that's fine. But I did watch one. It's a movie, you know. Kyle, let me borrow like <laughs> one or two weeks ago. Years <laughs> called "How to Build a Time Machine." Which is actually a great time to watch yeah. it because Jay is in the spotlight again because of Cursed Films. Yeah. But the Hot so Bell Time Machine is directed by Jay Cheel. Jay Cheel. Mm-hmm. Cheel. And wow, Kyle, it was good. I told you. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, let's get into that. So it looked amazing. And yeah. I mm-hmm. love, like, obviously it takes some kind of like, Special skill to bring in, honestly, even though they were both time-related, completely different stories, really. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so you brought, like, the story of this physicist, I don't know you want to call him, like, this quantum scientist who was actually looking into the possibility of time travel, and then you have somebody who just loves, was fell in the love with, with the movie <laughs> that had something to do with time travel, and then somehow tie them together in this cohesive way that totally makes sense and is like beautiful and has this message that is just like it's so well done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just even alone, this deserves a great score just for technically how well done it is. It's compl- it's interesting the whole time, both sides. Just watching this, I'd hope it's interesting. It's only an hour twenty. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, there's a lot of things that are twenty that aren't interesting that I would still watch. That's pretty short. And hour twenty two is very short. Yeah, I mean, you have this guy who's in filmmaking. Really, he's an animator, right? So who the guy? He did animation and stuff, right? Jay? No. no, 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 no. The guy building the time machine. Oh, building the time. It's been a long time since I've seen. Yeah, the guy building the time machine. (laughs) It's been a while. Got into like animation stuff, so like he had his fingers in filmmaking, but he was also a a lover of film, and Mm. especially this time machine from this movie called the Time Machine thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 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 and yeah, just like what he had to learn and go through with that process and his OCD and everything that went into that, and like the lessons you can like pull from that. Stop motion animator. Yeah. I thought so. 
Kyle, have you seen even seen this movie? Well, I don't know. You've had it for two years, so <laughs> I haven't seen it in two years. So, <laughs> touche. I loved the beginning with Forever Young <laughs> thrown yeah. into it. Forever Young, I want to be. Mm-hmm. But just the way they bring this in, and honestly, the quantum guy, the physicist, whatever you want, I don't know what the correct term is, but the way he described like time travel and the possibility of it based he made it so easy to understand too like these two weird people they found honestly so interesting it's just a weird thing it's exactly what you want out of a documentary like you think it's going to be one thing and then it kind of is something different and like it morphs like two yeah opposing and it's almost less about like time travel itself and more about what you gain in that endeavor yeah exactly it's not about time travel literally it's exactly it's 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 literally about like (laughs) what they learned by one guy being who's like time travel isn't his thing he he's in black holes and stuff but he used that as like because he wants to meet his father again basically and so like how can i get into this like scientifically at the highest level without like something like that so but that's what he's interested in and then he gains these insights through his search for this thing that he'll never figure out in his lifetime. And then you have this guy who's just building a prop from a movie about trying to travel and what he gained through that experience. And then they both end up meeting in the end. And it's just, it is like, so it looks good. It's so well done that like technically like there's nothing really bad. Like it's basically flawless. So I mean, I why wasn't it then? Why wasn't it? Because it's not the painter meets no <laughs> the painter, painter and the thief. thief. But yeah, it forever it, be the still, comparison for documentaries. Yeah, it's still a documentary, right? <laughs> so like it it still has talking heads. It still has things that are you know what you see in a documentary. Jacob, you gave the same score as the painter. And the I know, thief. and it was Gross. honestly maybe the painter and thief is better. But rewatch, you got to like. It's I'm well, still. Why was free solo better? Just because it was about climbing. I think I also gave half free solo four and a half. You didn't give it a five. Oh, I think yeah. you had five. There you go. Oh, no? I Maybe. think you only gave it a four. What you doc have up? you given a five? Nothing. No doc ever. I don't think I've ever given a doc. Jacob, you didn't even rate free solo because I haven't watched it since we've been on the show. I watched the Don Wall, which I gave oh four I and thought half. oh okay I thought the you d- okay. Anyway. No, I watched that way before the show. Gotcha. Okay. The Don Wall, I gave four and a half. You did. Gotcha. Yeah, so I don't think I've given a documentary five yet because I'm still trying to figure. I haven't seen enough since yeah, I've been have this like critical eye to like documentaries yeah. are hard too. What is a harder, five harder star sure. documentary? I think it has some more to do with the content than the actual. And honestly, if I think about Painter and Thief now, maybe that is what a five star documentary is because it doesn't feel like a documentary. It feels like a yeah. movie that is a documentary. Yeah, versus sure. this does feel like a documentary, but it it everything about it that it is talking about that shows just bringing together of these concepts of these people seems so random and the skill that is involved in having to do that is what elevates this so far above because you can talk about a topic so many documentaries are talking about the singular topic right and this is bringing like two people whose topics are completely different but and even their topics have nothing to do with the message of the whole documentary and that's what gives it such a high score for me, which obviously I gave it a four and a half. So, yeah, I thought it was incredible. And it's thanks, Kyle, for letting me borrow like for it for two years ago. <laughs> hey, now I can finally rewatch it. Got it back. 
Nope, it's here. Now you need it's to fucking watch. Well, you can watch it if you want. Uh, now you need. Well, I trust you actually more than fucking him to get to watch the movies that I give you. It but guess what? Uh, Look, it's in perfect condition. I didn't. Oh no, no, not not hard. about the condition. But no, now you need to watch. You don't need to watch all of it, but at least the movies that you've seen, watch the cursed films episodes about those movies, because you don't need to watch them like in I order. I shutter if you need it. Yeah, you can just like if you've if you've seen that movie, like watch that episode on that movie because it's amazing. Okay. Do you have so does that mean I'll we need one. to start making stuff now too, so we can validate our show or making stuff? What do you mean, Jay? Oh, because he's a podcast yeah. too. <laughs> yeah, that's true. We're a podcast. Maybe we need to start well, like, yeah. <laughs> showing we know what we're talking he about. He started. I think he was on the podcast in college when he was studying film. We probably should. We should so study. So this film is at some my point. announcement to my documentary <laughs> coming in. <laughs> what do you want to make a documentary on? Climbing. <laughs> Climbing. I'm just kidding. There's not a million on of myself. Those. Not a million of those already. <laughs> and they all get such good scores, though. Like, look at the Alpinist, which sure. also is blowing up, right? You can make one called the Pharmacist and the Climber. There he is, the Pharmacist. No, the, the pharmacist. pharmacist and the Climber. Yeah. The and Climbing it, it Pharmacist. Shows you, the dual personality. Yeah, it shows yeah. you duality of man. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> Alex duality Honnold, of, I want you to be of, <laughs> Hold on. I just want to analyze this. The duality of man, <laughs> career versus hobby. Like everybody <laughs> <Yeah>. has that. <laughs> I'm alone in this endeavor. Yeah. The He's the only guy that has a career and a hobby. Here's my story. <laughs> <laughs> you're such a hero. <laughs> I think you're everybody will here. watch this. I think we're onto something. Totally relatable, though. Totally relatable. You'll see me next on my when I accept my Oscar. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Breakout, breakout performance. <clears throat> All right. I only have Uno Mas. Um, yeah, I don't have much else, so go ahead, go for it. Okay. Well, in preparation of the Northman, I watched mm-hmm. The Witch, Iger's endeavor or first endeavor into the silver screen, and I, I obviously mentioned a little bit. You could say it distinguished him from other. <laughs> it it's what made him a visionary, yeah. distinguished director. <laughs> um, yep. So rewatch this. This is my. F- Fourth viewing of the witch, I think. I've only seen Witch twice. Yeah. Also, try watching on Voodoo. Voodoo is the worst app ever created by it's man. It's pretty bad. I, it would just keep spinning. So mine doesn't do that, but just it's an ugly app. Halfway through, <laughs> halfway through, I rented it on Apple. So I paid four dollars to watch half a movie, but <laughs> whatever. Because I was I've done that, that so many times. <laughs> well, because this like. You guys are like, oh, I have that. I'm like, well, I already rented. Well, it. Dude, you need to figure that out. Like, that is a problem. I'm watching. I'm Why? watching this movie, and I'm like, I can't. I Why? don't know. It's every like 20, 25 minutes. I own the witch. It's on his voodoo. Yeah, I it's own on my it too. voodoo it's too. On, Wait, yeah, it's on he, my voodoo too. But yeah. like he, like it's his. It's I don't know what voodoo. it is. Yeah, my voodoo. No, no, works it's not great. his. Well, like it's it's, it's only, my. He's logged in on my voodoo though. But it's only when he's on voodoo. Yeah, yeah. But it's not okay. Here's the thing. Listen, listen. We've got. I don't know if we've gone over this on the show. I think I don't know, but we can. But here we are. He had. Listen, this happened on your old Xbox. Yep. You had an Xbox One S. Yep. And then you upgraded to the Series Series X, and it still happens. So it's not hardware. It's not your TV. Can't be. It literally has to be. Uh, it's it fucking be, IP or something. Because it would have to be internet, but my, even nothing else. No it's my other Voodoo account. Set. It's my Voodoo <laughs> yeah. account. Like can you, you your account. Yeah, I have it on my Voodoo account. No, exactly. Wa- you could log in. You, but he could be here at his house. Log into your Voodoo, and it would, the same thing would yeah. happen. 
Why? I don't know. Why can the you, fuck? I'm can shadow you, banned. Can you download it offline and then watch it? I I don't know. You can, can you download, download offline. Off- yeah. Voodoo? If you own it, you well, can download Voodoo. You can. Yeah. Oh. Well, Fucked up. Go. Yeah, you definitely. But can. either way, I don't know. So I rented it halfway through because I was like, I'm not gonna watch this in a tense moment start happening and then I get spinning fucking wheels. Because yeah, it was Carissa's takes first you out viewing. Of it. Yeah. It takes you out of it. And it was her first viewing, so I was like, fuck it, I'm gonna rent. Well, the it. first half, nothing really. Happened. Exactly. Yeah. So no, no tense moments, yeah. you could say. <laughs> um. But yeah, I mean, it, this viewing got didn't get anything more out of it. I've seen it enough. I've dived into it enough. Um, but just, it's just such a great, great movie. And I remember the first time I watched this, it was with uh next girlfriend, her friend and her boyfriend at the time. And they were fucking whispering. Whoa, what the f- I just get her boyfriend at the time? Not you. You didn't see it with me. Yeah, I did. It was Haley, Katie, and me and you. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Yeah, it was. I went with Macy and Andy Cook. We saw it at Jackson 10. No, I saw it with Macy and Andy Cook. You're high. We swear. saw it at Jackson 10. I swear. <laughs> I don't know about that. I'm, I swear it was It was. I've never seen The Witch in Theater. I saw it with you. I don't think so. We saw The Revenant together. No, I did not see The Revenant with you. The first time I saw The Revenant, it was with... I remember there was a Spanish couple... Those two. Exactly. There was a Spanish couple behind me, and they were translating the whole fucking movie to each other because they didn't speak English. Maybe it was. <laughs> Anyway, no offense. So then no way. I know I'm canceled already. But <laughs> anyway, I do. <laughs> Don't talk in the theater, people. Yeah, maybe. That, maybe ma- yeah, I, you're fucked so if you do that anywhere in the Macy world. Macy might have <laughs> been there you. still. It, I remember her being maybe, there. Maybe, but we definitely saw the witch together. Okay, maybe it was all six of us. It, sure, I don't because know. I remember. I specifically remember you and Haley being there, though. I remember because Haley, she, they were talking, and you were like, yes. "You were like, you were bothered by it." And yes. Haley and Macy were talking know, the whole yes. fucking movie. Yeah, so that was what I was going to say. <laughs> My first viewing sucked, and I still liked it, though, but it was, they were talking the ear the whole time, and I was fucking And that's a movie where you have to hear, like, everything. <laughs> I was so mad. I wasn't mad as much as I went to go see one of the Annabelle movies, <laughs> and Jake and his girlfriend were talking, and I moved seats. I w- went three yeah, rows I'm back, leaving. and I yeah. said, fuck you. Like, I moved. I was like, yeah. Anyway, so that kind of like, hurt. You're done. Yeah. You're done. <laughs> I kind of that kind of hurt my first viewing, but we also walked out of the theater loving it because of how he dove into the 16th century English mm. and like he didn't and care. that ending fucks yeah and he couldn't <laughs> he didn't care if you could understand it or not that's yeah. not the intention of the movie the intention was to put you in 16th century England like with when witches were a thing yeah and um yeah so go getting into it you know you. I mean, talk about religion. I mean, come on. it's Religious undertones. Yeah. No, not undertones, overtones. This whole movie's based on, <laughs> based on religion and the, I mean, fuck, Black Phillip. It's, it's such a good, such Amazing. a great horror film that is just why, like, full, he, he started this new renaissance of folk horror and... Mm-hmm. You know, you, you're getting all these folk horror movies that started because he took kind of a leap. And we, I mean, you, I think you talked about in your review on The Witch on Letterboxd of how, why can't we get more of, like we say, it's, you said that we're in the renaissance of horror. And we are kind of. And that, that <laughs> at the time, it was the cusp of that. And right, I do think that true, yeah. at the time, it was definitely we were on the cusp. And I think that horror today is appreciated a lot more um, than it was 
think ten years already. ago. But the witch is part of that. I mean, the witch yeah. came out before Hereditary. Oh yeah, I'm, but I'm saying Edgar's and Ari are like. Yeah, and we're getting this renaissance <sighs> of horror again, and we're horror is becoming good again, you know, and that has to do with Robert Eggers and Ari Aster. And um, this movie definitely catapulted that kind of feeling of like you don't necessarily have to have gore porn and you don't have to have, you know, boobs on on a horror film to make it great again. Like just the ambiance and the overall feel of a of a of a movie and the dread and the constant tension is what makes horror movies what they are and that's why in the 80s and 90s like you did have the the boobs and stuff but like it didn't go i think that when you try and get such a big scope of things sometimes or you take shortcuts in a horror movie that's what kind of ruins it but if you just have this overall sense of dread and this overall like what the hell is going to happen next and even when it happens it's still like doesn't like it feels like it's happening but it's just like this this like crazy feeling of like well it's still like some of the most memorable moments it's still this the feeling of um the less is more yeah whole analogy of like horror what you don't see is creepier than what they what you see like the woman in black (laughs) yeah the more you look at something the less creepy it is because you just get accustomed to it you get like you you can pick out the imperfections and you're like oh this is totally not realistic but like in the witch those shots of like that whole scene of when it transitions to like the actual like that sh- that old fucking hag like oh those those very quick hand. moments yeah like it's oh my god it and stands out it's so creepy like going into the woods alone like you can just visualize some of those things and being like totally freaked out like being a 30 year old guy, like walking into the woods, it would creep me out thinking about that. Oh yeah. And that's, that's like where it achieve. That's where it succeeds because think about how many, like we were talking about this the other day for some reason, like what, when was the last time you were actually scared in a movie? What were yeah. you talking about? What movie? Um, I don't remember why. Exorcist. The Exorcist. Yeah. Like when was the last time you were actually scared watching a movie? It's really hard to imagine. I was going to say, actually, I forgot the witch when I saw it was probably the last time. Yeah. yeah. I said that's, sister, that's, but that's, so older. that's I was still true to this day. The witch. I mean, honestly, hereditary. Hereditary is up there. I like hereditary. It wasn't even the whole movie, but just the scene where she's in the background, like sitting up on the ceiling. It's this super long shot of just her being there. He never even sees her, but we see her right. just sitting there in the shadow up on the roof, like the ceiling of the room, just sitting there. Yeah, it's more yeah. powerful. I guess we chills thinking I think about, the negative yeah. space of what, like Kyle, what you don't see <clears throat> right. is what makes a good horror film so good. And that's what, like, we were in such a horrible th- Jo- or era For a long time or long time of the yeah. er, early to mid 2000s oh yeah we that go, were yeah. just god awful i mean you have ex- not you i have wouldn't say exceptions early. yeah like the ring i was i knew you're gonna bring the ring. yeah the ring come on it's still so good but that was like oh eight it is or but that's no, like a, that was, that's still a remake like if you think about it like the witch is like totally the, original yeah. like i mean the grudge also a remake it's a remake. yeah but it was by the same director so. yeah but ringu was like i know i'm just saying 90s. like like Think of like original horror IPs that weren't like super. Not that those movies are over the, the top, but it's just like. Two. I don't know what. 
Hereditary, even to me, like you were talking about, that was the last time you were scared. That like had such like an overwhelming, I mean, paranormal, yeah, out there feeling. That's like okay, this is so ridiculous that I'm not even scared by it. Where it's like the witch grounds you so much that like, yes, it is stuff that you know is not real, but it creeps you the fuck out. And I think that's it succeeds. Yeah, and I still got in the strings the fucking oh, yeah. like, oh, it's so good. Anyway, yep, seen it, love it. I uh, ended up with another five banger, five star for the fourth time I've seen it. So. Total banger. It took me a while to get to the wish of the five, but I finally did. I it. mean, even the I lighthouse, I wasn't a five originally either. So. Oh, I, w- I was a five. I wasn't even closer. Or, uh, no, I don't know if I was a five originally. Maybe. Um. Okay, I don't North have. Man. I don't have a lot. Uh, I already talked about it. the only movie I watched besides Northman was um Nitram, and uh, I caught up on. Well, not caught up. I watched another episode of Moon Knight. The most recent one I was kind of the most disappointed with, which was the third episode. I still need to watch the fourth. Um, I just don't I don't see how like this makes great TV or whatever. I mean, it's entertaining, <laughs> but like I can't ever see myself comparing this to like something like True Detective or like the best shows out there. You know, like it's not it's watchable TV, but I don't understand why somebody wants to watch something watchable. If I did that, I like I'll just watch like shitty reality TV and then like the best of TV if I want to watch TV. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I there's love no in between. TV. Yeah, like it's either complete shit for me or you said the, the best. reality TV. I love shit. You watch Summer reality. House on fucking Peacock? You did I? You, I've talked about it multiple times on the show how oh, much reality per- TV I was watching. Perfect segue into my next TV show. The Ultimatum. Have you guys watched? No, but I heard it's I am watching good. it currently. I'm watching to it. To watch right now. The Ultimatum. It is fucking incredible. It's so it is the stupid. most insane show I've ever seen. I'm watching it right now. It is amazing. Yeah, like, it's incredible. It is incredible. You have to watch it. Like it's the stupidest yes. premise. Like the to dumb think it, all the people are idiots and I love it. Yes. I love it. To think like the the <laughs> bring on like any relationship relationship expert ask them what they think will help and they're like do this the complete is not opposite. the way to <laughs> do the complete opposite of that that is what the ultimatum is it, it is, is exactly it makes the opposite. for perfect tv it's the way uh, like none of the couples whether it's the new or old will last yes because they but i love it yeah i've i'm all caught up right now um yeah yeah so it's either ultimatum or True Detective. Like, I don't want to watch any in-between bullshit. Yeah. Like, fuck I'm, that. I'm in the same place. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I don't have time for... absolute gutter shit. Yeah. Or the... Or like, the greatest or the, thing. Yeah. Like, get, like, devs or, you know, Game of Thrones. Like, whoa, nothing whoa, in between. Whoa. Breaking Bad. Don't throw devs in the greatest Devs show. is incredible. <laughs> devs was great. What are you... Do- oh, yeah. You didn't like devs. He's a hater. I'll give it a 3.5. Yeah. You're wrong, but... Yeah. You gotta good. watch more things, and then you realize how devs was, how good devs was <laughs> for TV. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is amazing for TV. Um, yeah. yeah 7. So 7 I think I think I'm, I don't. I'm not gonna give up on it completely. I think I'll just wait until it's completely done and then binge it. Um, if I'm looking for a TV show to watch, I'll probably switch to Severance. But um, yeah, that's. I think that's about it for TV. Well, I was I I did catch up on Curse Films, but. Um, most recent episode, I'll just say, was the stalker episode. The <gasps> least, um, the least cursed, I would say, but also probably one of the more interesting episodes. Um, like the paranormal, like coincidental anomalies surrounding the movie aren't as crazy, but 
if you've if you know anything about Chernobyl or if you've watched Chernobyl, like the the um, incited like the incidents right, the years following are super interesting because it basically re it recreates the movie in real life. That's what's so interesting about it. And um, you know, I won't I won't say too much more because you guys have both seen Stalker. So if you're interested in obviously if you like to build um, how to build a time machine, watch Stalker the Curse Films episode and uh, you'll get a little bit more of that. But um, yeah, just the way that that movie recreates itself in real life following like the making of it and learning more about Tarkovsky also, which, um, you know, we did, we did the premium on him, but I didn't really know too much about him as a person uh, was super interesting too. So yeah, you guys should check that out. But that's it for me. You're done, Jacob? I already told you I have the raid, but I want to wait until we can Okay. Right too. I I mean I Kyle just gave me him so. Well, at this point we should fucking. I mean, I watched the raid before, raid. and raid two was this week. But like, yeah. I want to wait until you because you haven't seen either, right? Correct. You're in for a treat. Kyle but, just brought him. Yeah, brought him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like, I want to wait until I can it's get gonna your be a reaction to. It's fine because we're not recording next week. It's fine. I've seen the raid this third time for both of them. So you can rewatch them. Maybe you can watch um in the between then you can watch uh the night comes for us. And that ram. And or, I can just say Ray two, just as phenomenal if as I better. thought I remember it was before. It is the movie he wanted to make. Is it better? Mm. Tune hard to say. Tune in to find out. Same score. Oh, hard sorry. to say. Spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> Cut that. <laughs> okay. So next week. As we have alluded to many times in the show, we will not be recording, which is a great thing because next week there is literally Nada. nothing. So out. go out and watch the Northman. Yes. Go see the Northman. Um, I am interested in the unbearable weight of massive talent. I yeah, don't know if too. we'll do a full review on the show. We'll see how it shakes I down. See it too, yeah. Um, but yeah, next week is Travis's wedding. Our dad. I love you, Dad. Ooh. So uh, we will be in Seattle celebrating, and um, I don't know. Maybe we'll maybe we can maybe we can put a little short, like a little bonus something out, just a little shorty. Stay pay attention 10, to the Instagram. 10, 15 minutes. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, so that's next week. The week after that is Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Mm. So I assume we'll be reviewing that. Yeah. Um, and then we also have the Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. We can talk about. Uh, what we want to do as a feature, but um, that's what's coming out. So, yeah, stay tuned. Stay tuned to the feed. All right, anything else for you, or you guys? No. All right, well, if you want to send us a question or comment, you can email us at sudsandcinemapodcast at gmail.com. You can find me on Letterboxd and Untapped at the KG Project. I am on both those as JSAL517. That's JSAL517. And I'm on both platforms at Josh underscore Saldana. All right. Thanks for listening. Skull, guys. <laughs>